Welcome. No one is here yet, but this is episode 91 of Snakes and Stogies. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. I am Phil Wolf of the Nefers Initiative. Yes, I am Name sick. The COVID Initiative. <laughs> the COVID Initiative. <laughs> yes, spreading joy one cough at a time. But do you think that's stopping him from some chiefing down some cigarettes? Not the least bit. Hell no. That's Florida. how you cure it. That's how you cure That's it. That's right. It kills the virus. You got to burn out with smoke. But smoke it out. <laughs> we're we're joined by uh, by not only our very good friends, but happens to be our sponsors as well. Oh, look at that snake stogie shirt. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. The Gendra. Hello, oh, Gendra. Right. What's up, guys? Glad to be back. And you guys Randy, are almost at a hundred. Yeah, Randy just popped in. Randy, how you doing? Randy Begwith. Look at What's that, up, yeah. man. Yeah, just oh. came in today. Perfect timing, right? Nice. nice. That's awesome. And and I'm so glad that Randy got to join us today because I can't wait to praise him for his awesome snake room all day. Oh yeah, <laughs> my Dude, that snake video, closet. That snake closet. It's not a closet, man. It's like a. It's like a like a what's the TARDIS from Doctor Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like oh look, a pretty glass door, and then you walk in, you're like, holy shit! <laughs> Everyone says that when they walk in, they're like, what? What the hell do you have in here? <laughs> right. right. Uh, it's my little lab. I love it. I love it. Small but so, mighty. Yeah. It is. It is. You guys will have to come check it out sometime. Yes. Well, Tony Doyer is supposed to be here soonish, I believe. I think he's running. A few oh, nice, behind, Tony's but, sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gotta get so him out of his shell. I, you know, I texted. I saw pictures from from Carpet Fest. Uh, I think yesterday or this morning, and I texted Phil's. Or it was yesterday. I was like, dude, we need to do get Gendra and do a, a Northwest Carpet Fest recap because we obviously weren't there, uh, but seems like it, it went really well so we figured we'd do a good recap sort of tell everybody exactly what we filled our time with looks like a lot of jaeger was had <laughs> way yeah. too much jaeger was yeah. had. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm sure wheeler was fully responsible for oh yeah fucking, fucking jaeger bombs morelia bombs is what he called them <laughs> i knew it was gonna go downhill as soon as he asked me hey i need jaeger c4 and monster and i was like oh shit <laughs> What's we had to cut C4? a few people off. It's oh whatever. God. Doesn't matter. He said he's like yeah. just C four in general. I'm like, oh, okay, it's like a pre workout. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it's a pre workout. Oh okay. It's not plastic explosive. No, <laughs> it tasted like it, but no. How late were you guys up? Uh, I think everybody finally left at about two in the morning. Yeah, we oh, probably left until about two thirty. Yeah. Just last yeah. minute cleanup and then finally crashing. Yeah, and of course Good, we didn't get yeah. a picture with everybody. So I know, I know. <laughs> next year man, that's definitely gonna happen. It's but. it's yeah, almost like first. It's, it's like a wedding, man. Like if you're the ones orchestrating it and sort of the the people sort of at the center of it, it goes by so fast and you spend so much time making your rounds and stuff that it you know, you don't get dinner, you don't do anything, you just schmooze and then dance yeah. and eat cake and then go back to schmoozing. So well, a big thing that saved us this time, I think, was doing the catering. So we yeah. catered Cordoba and, you Just know. Just like a Chipotle for those who are out of state. But better. But, um, but better. <laughs> and it just, that was a lifesaver because we didn't have to, you know, feel rushed cooking and trying to prepare food. It was just yeah, setting it, was it up. Yeah. So, and I think most of it got eaten too. So that was pretty nice. 
Yeah, you guys have Moe's out there? Uh, Moe's? I don't think we do have that. No. Oh my gosh, oh, no. Okay, but I remember that awesome. place when I lived in Buffalo. Oh, I love yeah, it. that's who catered our wedding. Ironically, oh. We had a margarita machine and Phil was there. Awesome. It, was, it worked out really well. It was so nice. Yeah, because they just, they just show up, they drop all the stuff off, and then they leave. Yeah. And it's like, it was, it was perfect. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we did with the Southeast Carpet Fest, the last one we had. We had a barbecue joint cater, and the same thing. They just dropped nice. it off and left, and that was it. So yep. keep it simple. Keep it easy to set up, easy to break down. Yep. It, had a, it provided a lot of variety for people who might have been, like, vegetarian or mm-hmm. vegan or whatever. So it's, like, it was kind of well-rounded for everybody, you know. So it worked out well. It was fun. It was. I had a blast. So Yeah. Good. <laughs> I think I think yeah. everyone that showed up did. I mean, we were all. It, by the time I looked down at my my watch, it was already like ten at night, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" <laughs> Where did the you time know, go? I, yeah, absolutely. It was fun. It's the way the way it should be. Yep. How far are you from them, Randy? I know we've asked before. I'm I'm about an hour and a half north of them. Okay. Yeah, on Whidbey Island. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, we've talked about that before, and I, you know, I think. Carpet fests are are much more enjoyable when it's when it's, everything's just like you don't want to put a as far as like catering and stuff goes and all the setup and like the simpler the better like it's more yeah. enjoyable especially for the people putting yeah. it on if it's just if it's the least minimal headaches keep them to a minimum uh, and it's yeah, we, it, it's the way it's supposed to be like carpet fests supposed to be like you know a bunch of it's just supposed to be a, a damn house party, man. Yeah, that's what it was. That's, what it was. that's exactly, exactly <laughs> what it was. And we didn't do a U.S. ARCs auction because I had no idea what I was doing in regards to that. But I think that but made it know, a lot it was... less stressful. Yeah. Um, it was just everybody, you know, we had multiple rooms and people were outside in the garage. And it was just people moving from room to room just chit-chatting. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Was it time. stressful at all? I know Kendra's like, uh, let's go downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I was like mostly worried about just people having a good time. Because mm. like, you know, we had like, I think only, tw- originally we only had like 20 people who said they were going to go to the event. We're like, cool. So like 10 people might show up. And then like the night progressed and like more and more people came and I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> like yeah. then we over-ordered food. Good thing we had like a lot of seating areas. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. inside and out, it was pouring down rain. So we had a lot of people oh, in yeah. the garage. We had tents up to, or like canopies up so people could be outside where we opened this space where we're at right now and like had kind of our deck above us, like waterproof just in case. And it was, it worked out really well in the end. But I was like leading up to that point, I was like, oh my God, something's going to go wrong. <laughs> hey, Burke. Nothing happened. So the pod father, this the, yeah. the pod father. Nice. Well, what are we, what are we all smoking? First of all, I gotta get into that. I think you called this the Undercrown. That's yeah. That's the new tenth anniversary Undercrown. It is awesome. Very it good. is very good. I smoked wow. so many of them, and they came out that now I kind of don't want to touch them again. Wow. <laughs> I went hard on those things when we got them at the event and stuff. Man, I just, now I'm just like it is a good cigar. I just it's one of those things I smoke too many of them. I need to sit on them for a little while before I come back to them. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Randy, what do you got? Uh, I got this uh, Gurkha. Oh yeah, so I think it's a 2006 yeah, that Havana Havana. blend. Mm-hmm. Those are oh, good. it's so smooth, man. That's yeah, nice. it's definitely definitely one of Gurkha's better smokes for sure. We uh, we got in some new 
it's crown heads, but it's made by Luciano. It's called the Fiat Lux, and it's actually really, really damn good. It's a new blend that we got at the uh, the expo back in July or June. Mm. And it's actually really, really tasty. I really like it a lot. At first, when I saw it, I was like, it looks like a 70s dentist office with the color scheme and sort of the font and stuff. Like, yeah. it just makes me think of wood panel, doctor's office kind of deal. <laughs> um, and it's not going to come through, but. Oh, yeah. You got to put those samplers together again, man. I look yeah. forward to those. <clears throat> Because I don't know what the hell to order sometimes, you know, yeah. when I'm there, I'm just like, hey, yeah. Uh, but at least it looks familiar if I've seen mm -hmm. it or, or you've showed it in the samplers, you know? Yeah, well, now we've got we've got a pretty decent chunk of, of newer stuff in now, so we can definitely make that happen again. I know, like, that and the raffle thing kind of kind of dissolved a little bit over time, but... Yeah, people uh, get busy, but you're yeah. a pretty busy guy. So Just a little so. bit. But this this Fiat Lux, we got it in two sizes, and I really I really like it a lot. I really wasn't expecting it to be really anything life changing. I like what Crown Heads does. I think they do good cigars, and this one's definitely different in a good way. So yeah, it's definitely well, time to spark that stuff back up. You know, I agree. <clears throat> the samples not, are my goal, man, because I couldn't. I don't know what to order. I just I'm still learning, so I'm like. Justin, just tell me what I need to have. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, Phil, what are you smoking on? Uh, nothing, because I can't taste or smell it. Oh, you got the COVIDs? I want to have a cigar. And no one... <laughs> Poor guy. I can't I have one. I tried to smoke Justin someone. I had smoked Rona. two for him. Yeah, right. I got another one. I got another one on deck. Um, uh, I tried to smoke when I had COVID, man, and it made. I was trying to smoke Charter Oak Connecticut's. Which is a fantastic Connecticut for like seven bucks. It's really, really good. It got rated really high too. Uh, and the flavor that I got from that when I had COVID was so bad. And it wasn't the cigar. It was 100% my taste buds. I don't know what it was, dude. It it <clears throat> made cigars taste horrible. Didn't matter if it was a Charter Oak or something else. Just pick up all the worst well, nodes. <laughs> yeah. See, see, that's I, what I tasted it before in a cigar. Like I've never experienced something like that. It was so so strange. I was like, these are. And I, I remember Justin vividly telling me that and me not even, I was like, you know, I'm not even going to try and smoke something, but I didn't lose any of the senses until uh, like th almost three days in. So like, I was like, oh, this is, this is fine. You know, spicy food, you know, some burrito, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. And now it's like, I'm literally just drinking hot water, but it's yeah. not. It's actually coffee. It's it's depressing. <laughs> it's strange. Oh, yeah. It took me it took me about a month for everything to come back to normal. I don't know if it's going to be the same for you, Phil. But well, fingers crossed, children. It was really frustrating because Katie was like, "I'm going to make steak tonight for dinner," and I was like, "Don't bother." So like, don't like I can't. Yeah. It's just, it's, I might as well right. be chewing on a piece of rubber or something. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not yeah. gonna. I'm, don't waste it on me. I'll just eat cereal or something. Well, the worst part about it is, is I ordered bef before the uh, everything okay over there, Jeff? Yeah, I'm good. Kendra's wrestling bears in the backyard. Legit, legit is. That's not us. Uh oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> me. No, no. there's there's a shots. there's a navy base on the island that I live on. So oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you, usually this time of night they're usually calming down, but we'll see. Fair enough. Uh, no, no, she was taking Jello shots. That's what she was doing over there. Oh, uh, okay. I thought she was wrestling <laughs> with under the table. Leftovers she's got to get rid of. <laughs> that's why I'm getting trying to get rid of apple juice too. You know. Oh, dude, yeah. that stuff was good. I could oh only my take god. A sip, you know. My ears started man, getting warm after that one sip. I was like, oh my god, get it away. 
I know yeah. it's, it's dangerous. It tastes yeah, so good. So... <laughs> it was like that first shot of Everclear. It was so good. Oh, yeah. taste, but taste after so that, no. <laughs> yeah. So Chris and Emily uh, from Evergreen Exotics, they brought I think like five jars of moonshine that they made home. Ooh. Um, and it is amazing. It's like 25, yeah. I think he said. Yeah. Uh, so good. I love Chris and Emily. I was kicking it with them a lot last night. Oh, uh, that night too. It was fun. Yeah. They're good they people. Awesome. They stay low key. They're, they're awesome. I love them. That's how I am too, though. You know that. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, good people. they're good people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying yeah, to get together good. over there at their place. Cause they got a lot of property and Plus, they have this big black throat monitor that is just awesome. I can't remember his name. I know. Junior. But, yeah, he's <laughs> he's fucking awesome. He's adorable. I want to get Alan yeah. Stevens to do some monitor articles for the magazine really bad, like That'd Tristis cool. and some other stuff that he's got that I really like that I really haven't seen a ton of information on, honestly. Like, I eat all monitors that stuff, and stuff up, like that. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm really hoping I get some Ackies from him soon-ish. We're still mm-hmm. working that out, but... Uh, I don't know, like the Roughnecks and stuff, man. That's such cool lizards. Yeah. It's funny. My buddy in Queensland, he just got his first Tristus, and uh, he set it up in this big, gigantic exoterra. It's it's like the biggest exoterra you can buy, and he did it all naturalistic and live plants and rocks and all that stuff, and he just randomly will send me Snapchat videos of the thing tweaking out because he'll just walk by the cage and be like, what's up, little (laughs) lizard? And the thing's like, bah! Hauls ass across the cage. Oh, yeah. I don't think Stranger I would danger. legit. I don't. I don't know if I would ever want to keep that because I think the minute you go to take it out, like it's gone forever. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It, like <laughs> it's like this big, and it. It. I can't describe. It. They're it's fast. Like a, it's man. a mess. Monitors bro. are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those little like tree and mangrove monitors. They're so freaking yeah. wicked fast. They'll like shit on you and p- take off. Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I've had a good handful. <laughs> I've had a good handful of, of, of monitor species over the years, whether it be where I was working or stuff I kept at home. I mean, I kept tumorals, I kept black throats and stuff, but but dude, those little those little Aussie monitors, man, like they're it's like Velcro on the wall. It's just the Snapchats <laughs> he sends me are hilarious. So I'll have to save some. What was that one yeah. that uh who shared that earlier in the group chat? What species was that? I forget. Which one? It was the one that Dom uh, that that Australian girl who posted the oh shit! I had never even heard of this species before. It was like a twilight monitor or something like that. I don't know. Let me look. Hold on, I'll I'll find it. On the OG chat or the new one? OG. Hold on. Let me see. I got it right here. Yeah, twilight monitor, Varanus globopalma. I don't know. Hold on. We'll find it. Didn't Billy just have a kid? Miss underscore Varanus is the Instagram. Yeah, I think I, I think I sent that to be honest. Or maybe, maybe it was Dominique. I don't know. I've never seen these before or heard of them, so I was Black Palmed Rock Monitor. Oh, that's awesome. I feel like that's been a that's been a pretty regular thing lately. Like I keep hearing about monitors that I was completely unaware of their existence for whatever reason they've been popping up more oh, yeah. feeds. I love listening to their podcast too. Alan Stevens and um mm-hmm. Ty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned so much from them. I feel like everybody's yeah. starting I, to get I even bought some of those grasshoppers, but those things suck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
that bad, right? No, uh, the grasshoppers. Have you have you tried taking care of those before? No, not at all. Oh, they're horrible, man. You you have to feed them like a head of lettuce every day. Wow, like a whole head. Pretty much. I mean, right now, for what I have, they'll go for a head of lettuce in two days. Damn. That's, that's, that gets expensive. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, start growing that expensive, but when island. you're buying it every other day, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm probably just going to end up buying bugs still. Man, Papa Burke got Kimbo's, and I forgot that he had that. And now I'm super jealous. He did. He's making me catch the monitor, bud. Like, well, we already wanted Aki's, but now we're looking at all this other stuff because of him. It's a ripple effect once he starts talking about stuff. Yeah, that'll happen. That will happen. The, the curse of podcasting and hosting right. him. By the way, congratulations, Billy Jenkins. He's yes. a rat, bro. Another, another, another perfect clutch. <laughs> what did he get this time? A human. Yeah, another, yeah, yeah, another, <laughs> another baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Homo wow. sapien. I think it was. Uh, yeah. It was last week. It was. He was in the chat, like when they were in the hospital, and I guess they were still waiting. So he was joining. He's us gonna get there. all the. He's gonna get all the questions. Well, what do you do with the snakes now? That when I had kids, I was like, "What are you talking about? They're gonna stay right here." Exactly. So People are weird about snakes. Meanwhile, Steve pulls over here in the group chat playing with his Epidora. Was there any Epidora mishaps at Northwest oh, Carpet Fest? Yes. <laughs> oh, funny story about that, right? So All right. Nick, I knew I knew it was gonna happen. I figured I'd bring it up eventually. So Nick and Mark, you know, they're there. They're um, I'm like, hey, can you se- wanna help me sex our Apidora? Why? Because they're not the nicest, you know, lately. Um, so me and Nick are over there. I'm holding the business well, using the hook to hold the business and away from him while he is probing her. And uh she starts acting a little feisty and, you know, just being difficult. And Mark just comes over here and taps her on the head and grabs her by the, you know, right there and just takes care of business. No fear whatsoever. And uh, that was just hilarious to me because he's just the confidence is just awesome with him. Like, it's a big snake. And I don't know. I'm not going to go tap. Boyer keeps his pimp hand strong. He does 100 <laughs> percent. But uh, what ended up happening with that is instead of two girls, we have a 1.1, which normally I'd be mad about. But with Apodora, males are hard to find. So I am super yeah. stoked. She's super stoked. Yeah. Uh, now that we have, you know, a pair and then our other females coming in next week. So super excited. Did uh That's did the awesome. male did the male just like swallow the probe or was it difficult or what? <laughs> uh no, it went di- far pretty deep. Um <laughs> it, it was just obvious that, you know, it was a male. And it was just I mean, it was good news. At first I was like, oh shit. But then I thought about it. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. What's Tony. up, Tony? What's going on, guys? The Doya. What's up, dude? I'm running late. Sorry for running late. No problem. It's all good. Uh, I see a little person occasionally in here. I got my little Oh, dog. same here or a dog on my side, too. It's all good. How you doing, dude? <laughs> doing well. Doing well. Recovering. Still, still not <laughs> Yeah, it's just like Daytona, man. It always, like, it's never just, okay, cool, I'm back home, and now I'm back in the sits. You got to, it takes a couple days to, like, really sort of come back to 100 percent oh yeah we went straight back to work so just just literally got home from work so (laughs) i remember after after like southeast carpet fest and stuff on the way home like me and jake just sitting in the car like didn't say a word like the entire ride home we're just like so fried yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it was was pretty quiet pretty quiet (laughs) it it was nice and not too bad not too bad not too much to recover too bad 
I never miss my bed more than after Daytona and Carver Fest. I can absolutely believe that. So like what's that going day. on, guys? Thank you again for hosting. First off. Oh, yeah. Too easy. Awesome. Awesome. Both of you. I'm just who glad was, we made it happen. You know. Yeah, who was the first to who was the first to show up? Uh Tony and Brandon and uh Tyler. All out of town people. Okay. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and of course we put them right back. Into doing the hosting thing, <laughs> uh, Friday night. <laughs> yeah, but we put them right to work setting up. So we used and abused them. It was awesome. Hey, that was not abuse. You got a killer collection, some some killer stuff to see there. So it was Thank it was you. a treat. That's for sure. Uh, kind of forced him into <laughs> Brandon and I kind of forced him into the uh, entertainment on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, yeah, it worked out well. Yeah, we got to uh, finally trim our you know Gila monsters nails, which was yeah. definitely needed. Um, yeah. We were a little intimidated by just, you know, trying it out because we just got her and her mm-hmm. nails are super long because I don't think they had a, you know, like a, a rock in there for her to kind of grind them on. And um, so that was a little nerve wracking just, but it was just like a dog, you know, Kendra did it yeah. and uh, Tony held, you know, held her while he, while she did it. It was awesome. Yeah. Definitely learning process. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're intimidating. Like you don't think that they would be, but like. They're, they kind of are because they, they whip around so quickly mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> this ain't no freaking leopard gecko. Like, this is mm-hmm. something that can do some damage if it really wanted to. <laughs> so. They're pretty much just big leopard geckos. Yeah. <laughs> Giant ones. Spicy ones. You got that a big more, a little looking bit more face, those big old jowls. And you're just like, whoa, you got a lot of teeth. <laughs> yeah, we fed her a mouse last night and just watching her chew on that was just ridiculous i was like i do not want that to be my finger <laughs> i've never heard someone say yeah i got bit by a gila it wasn't that bad yeah, exactly yeah we're careful around her mm-hmm. better be safe she's start. gorgeous by the way mm-hmm. Thank you. yeah i'm a little bummed because all that talk we did in daytona i never got a picture or nothing of the gila monster oh yeah, oh. yeah. we'll send I've it pictures of it now I was like, do you, you have the video, don't you? Well, they didn't. Yeah, really, I almost send that. She didn't really try to pull her out with a bunch of people. We get to play. I get to kind of help with that on Friday night. So it was, it was that was like one more. of our number one questions. Can we pull her out? Like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sent you a picture, Phil, of her and Tony handling her. Awesome. We definitely used a, a hook just to be on the safe side, um, just to kind of keep control of her a little bit. Yeah, but I. She was doing too pretty good. A lot better than normal. I'll give her that. So was it sort of the usual carpet fest thing like we have down here where it's like if you're the host, like Cody, you don't see Cody like the entire night because he's inside given the tour like sort of repeatedly? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. You guys just yeah, spent most of the night in your snake room? Like, yeah, we were both like in there. Like we all had we both had like individual groups. We were doing the tours with. So a cool part about like what, kind of what we did is we put a lock on the snake room door. So we have a main snake room where we keep most of our rack systems. And then in our downstairs living room, um, we have our larger enclosures with our bigger snakes. Now all the larger enclosures have locks on them. So you, nobody can just go open them, but it's all, you know, everybody can see them and stuff like that. Um, they can pass through to get to the backyard and the downstairs living room area where it's a big couch. So, 
periodically we'd go into the main snake room and just give tours for like five or six people at a time. And then, you know, they were feel free to see the bigger enclosures at any time. It was pretty nice because mm-hmm. I didn't have to constantly watch stuff to make sure no one was just going in and grabbing something, you know. Yeah. Uh, we can get out of the room and, you know, mingle and then give the tour periodically. It's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, I felt the it way is... you guys had it set up, the way you guys had it set up, it, it actually kind of gave you the ability to breathe because that was one thing. That right. Was, you can do yeah. like little spurts here and there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, people notice. Take okay, the doors back. open. Hey, stick your head in and see how many people are in there. Oh, it's too crowded. Let's go wait. And yeah, kind of take advantage of that opportunity. So each of you guys kind of got the cycle in and out. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah, I will say that is the with with at least the Southeast Carver Fest. Like both years that that we did them previously, like it was never people there that we like got weird sort of vibes about or anything like that. Like everyone was pretty straightforward and pretty trustworthy. It seems like. We didn't have to yeah, worry, especially at P and Cody's. If you think about it, with all the venomous stuff they have, yeah, I could all their stuff. All their stuff's locked up, but everyone, for the most part, is pretty, pretty trustworthy. I don't think anybody's going to try to do anything stupid. So, yeah, yeah well, in it, in with the door, like it forced people to ask and, like, you know, be like, "Hey, I'm interested in this. Can we, sh-, you know, let's talk about mm-hmm. it?" And it, it opened up in that discussion. You know, the people over here. Oh, yeah, I want to check that out too. Or whatever. So it, it helped, like, other people. I think like build on that community sense and like talk and discuss like afterwards, you know? And I think that was like one of the biggest things about it was it like, cause our, our community is fairly small compared to, you know, Southeast or yeah. Southwest, you know, but it was nice to be able to see people like, Oh, Hey, I met you online or Hey, mm-hmm. you know, this person through this, whatever. Exactly. Like, in person. So it was really, it was a really cool thing to do. And I'm glad we did host it. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> my favorite part was, is that it wasn't just all card python people there was a yeah. lot of there was experienced keepers there and then there was also like a lot of people that were just new to the hobby um that have never yeah. seen a carpet python in person before never seen a white lip in, in person before or an apador or something like that mm-hmm. or a scrub um duns, so we got our duns you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh a lot of those people you know they have to see this for the first time and actually start falling in love with these other stuffs not just ball python morphs that you know you typically see um so right. was, there was a you know a local friend of ours he you know got to see a scrub in person for the first time and handled it and things like that now he wants one um and so seeing that passion start to grow in somebody for all the other species that you know don't have more per se uh was really awesome yeah that's why you guys do it you know 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah i saw miguel was there i'm sure Miguel yeah, saw a bunch of stuff that he's all about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Miguel had uh, quite an experience with the Morelia bombs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He even uh, asked Brandon to keep him going. I was like, okay. I think he's like six or seven <laughs> deep on those. I know. <laughs> he's a good guy, though. Good yeah. guy. Fantastic, dude. No, that was awesome. Yeah. But it, it is cool to, to, to mingle and talk to people. Like, Tony, him and I were chatting at first, and – I was like, oh, oh shit, you're the elephant truck guy, Revision Reptiles. And we just kind of like put two and two together. And, oh, okay, you're Randall Pegues. And, yeah, you know, so we were doing a lot of that all night and just chatting with people. And you find like, oh, shit, we actually know each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that so was like the entire cool. night. Jeff was like, that's so-and-so, that's so-and-so. That. I'm like, oh. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I, I went outside to another actual name, you know, like one of those situations. <laughs> yeah, I went outside to introduce myself. They're like, "Oh, you, you're Randall so and so," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's actually pronounced this way." But <laughs> did you get pegs a lot? Pegasus or pegwis? What I always tell people Pegasus. is, there's always three brothers. 
and they called us the three little piggies. So it's pronounced piggies. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. But Pegasus or whatever, it doesn't matter. It was kind of funny, though, because Tony, you know, we we're all chit-chatting and everything like that. And then I think it was Saturday, you know, right before we were ready to go, um, he talked about his elephant trunk snakes. And I heard it, and I was like, oh, shit, your revision. You know, exactly. Right? Yep. I'm like, fuck, now I named him a face. I knew that profile, yeah. but I didn't realize that was him. Tony's yeah, the like, elephant trunk guy. Then yeah. I called him an asshole for not accepting my friend request. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was Friday night as we're all sitting around towards the end of the evening wrapping it up, and he's like, and we're talking, and then something got mentioned about what we keep, and the elephants came up, and that was like, hey, well, you're an asshole because you haven't taken my friend request. No wonder yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like you put the faces with the names, so that was kind of one of the treats of this carpet fest specifically. The guy with the sock puppet snakes. Yeah, they're so cool. I don't know if I could keep it, but they are awesome just to look at. Like his setup is just awesome, and hearing how he does it, maintains it, really cool. Yeah, it's actually kind of the same kind of thing that happened throughout the night with Randy and a few other people. As I chatted with people, and we we were chatting, and it kind of ran into the. I know you through this, or yeah, you know through this. So that was kind of cool, and getting those going. Crazy. It was fun. Yeah, you see a lot of – you put a lot of lot of names to faces and stuff at, at Carpet Fest, it seems like, no matter where, like which one you go to. Yeah, and you see someone like Tony, like John Barrett just said, um, you know, his passion for that species. Like, it's not something, you know, he's he's breeding and making a ton of money on or, you know, whatever. He's just mm -hmm. passionate about how that species is, how they look, how they act, um, just everything about him. And just hearing how that passion was just awesome, personally. And not for everybody. No. <laughs> no. We say the same thing about our white lips. Like, they're not a species for everybody. And some people right. actually got to see that last night or uh, <laughs> Saturday night. You know, like, they're not, like, you know, they're this – they look beautiful in a picture, but in real life, like they're not going to sit still. They're not going to look, you know, that there's, cuddly. There's the fantasy and then there's the reality. Yeah. Some are spicy, <laughs> some not so much. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you want the duns. Those will work. Yeah. Yeah, duns are perfect. Yeah. Those yeah are always that, was, that, was that was a treat to be able to fall in love with them that, at that time there. Yeah. yeah. Be able to handle those and see those. It was kind of nice because recently getting hooked on the liasses, being able to see the variety they had there. It was really cool to see such kind of be able to experiment or kind of handle a little bit of each one or at least see them and how they handle. So that was kind of pretty cool to see there. I told you the Leastis is the superior genus and I was not fucking around. <laughs> this you did say. This this is true. Yeah. You're, you're not wearing your shirt. I know I should have wore it, but, you know, it was dirty. So because I wear it all the time because it's fact. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I know he wears mine too. Yeah. Oh, like, sorry, not sorry. I'm like, that's my shirt. Like, no, it's our shirt. <laughs> Definitely my favorite. Oh, there's Dom. She's in the chat. Hey, Dom. Dominique. Dom and Kendra might be in a fight club here pretty soon. Oh, oh yeah, I heard, yeah. I heard talk of that. <laughs> I'm going to lose, and I'm okay with it. It's Dom. I love her, and she's beautiful. So you're going to hear me in the background. Fuck her up. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be good. Put her in a body bag, Dommy. <laughs> Grab her dick and twist it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, there's children here. I'm sorry. My bad. 
Yeah, you're good. You're good. That got heated really quickly. <laughs> yeah, she's really fine. I apologize if she's making noise in the background. Oh, you're fine. What? Why are you apologizing for a kid being a kid? Yeah, yeah. Tony, not... stop saying you're sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously though, Carbfest couldn't have been, you know, as good as it was without Tony, Brandon, and Tyler helping us set up. Um, yeah, that came in clutch really good. And they helped clean up afterwards too. Um, it was just, it was really fantastic the way it worked out. So I'm really glad they yeah. came. I think they were the only three that came out of, well, there's a couple people that came from Oregon. They came from California yeah. and Tyler came from uh, Wyoming. So it was wait, definitely. Who came from? Who? Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that too. Yeah. So it was a good time. Though. How far of a drive was it, Tony? Or did you guys fly? We flew in. We okay. flew. Brandon and I picked up tickets and flew out. It worked out because uh, we actually got off the plane and landed. We arranged to uh, meet up with Tyler and hang and kind of stay with, let him stay with us. Um, and it worked out to where we landed. And he kind of landed right after us, and he was like two gates down. So we worked nice. out perfectly that way, and we kind of flew out around the same time. Tyler had a little bit later of a flight, but it worked out either way because basically come and go at the same time. And made that real smooth. It was kind of nice there because, again, that was the first time we'd actually met Tyler. He had Brandon and I. So we talked with him and kind of chatted with him. So that was kind of cool to just go that route, too. And Tyler's a super cool kid. Like, he's mm -hmm. awesome. He's super passionate. Really good guy. When he's eager to learn, and you don't get a lot of that anymore these days, at least it doesn't seem like it on Facebook groups where everyone's just like a fucking, they, a know-it-all or like what the, the term we coined, the regurgitating Richards, you know, the people who just like, who, who, who take information and just, you know, they, they think it's, you know, untouchable and they just spew that information to somebody else and just like a constant cycle of bullshit and misinformation and Tyler was like, you know, he was actually willing to learn. He's like, wow, I didn't know that. Like, you know, and that was cool to see because he he's, you know, he's the next generation, you know. Mm -hmm. So and, and I kind of forced his hand, too, because he's interested in like white lips, Apador. I was like, hey, you're going to pull this snake out and handle it while I clean the cage. And so I handled him, you know, a, a very defensive female white lip, northern white lip, and he handled it like a champ. He handled. We her cannot her return well. it until it is spilled blood. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't even. She struck at uh, Brandon as he passed by, but uh, no, she didn't even yeah. bite him. The Apadora were really well behaved for him, but uh, I don't know if that was good for him or bad for him because now he wants <laughs> some of those species. I know. It's like she's so. not her best behavior. Damn it! Like, yeah, she's not normally like this. No, she's not normally nice. <laughs> These are strangers here. God. Yeah, Tyler was Tyler was a pretty unique one to hang out with because he's really coming in from the ball side, the ball python side. And yeah. you, from I mean, any of the communities other than the ball python side, you typically hear just the negative side of the ball python keeper. And he really did come in. He had he started with a few, and he's kind of expanded, and he just really wants to expand to just get his interest. So mm -hmm. that was kind of cool to see. And like she said. He, he's willing to learn so he was more than willing to sit and listen to people and that's exactly what he wanted to do. Daddy, we love him. Yeah. We love him. <laughs> yeah. so his whole point that was what he said that's what he, his point was is he wanted to go out and uh, learn and enjoy i mean yeah. he, there was a point where he he was at carpet fest he was just following everybody and anybody um wanted to just figure out what everybody knew about anything he was interested in. 
and he was not shy to ask a question. Like he was, he was super humble and it was just awesome. He walked right up to Nick and just asked him, Hey, I'm interested in the hypo stuff. And I I hear you're the guy to to explain it. And Nick just looked at him and said, I don't have time for that shit. (laughs) And then continue to explain it. (laughs) And then somebody else, he found somebody else that was willing to explain it. And Nick was standing there and overheard it. And of course, Nick, well, let me just step in. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Of course he would. Yeah, that, that was kind of funny because it wasn't long after. It was like, well, you want to explain it? Hey, you will. And then, well, let me just explain this. It's like, oh, so there's time now. Uh, for, forgive me for changing topic real quick. Did, did your child just hook out a snake? That's she what it did. looked like. <laughs> yeah, that, well, she pulled out one of the younger juvenile carpets. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love it. That's what she's her trying to get. Um, the last reptile show, we got her uh, her pink <laughs> She's learning how to use. We're working on getting her used to hooks and stuff. I kind of introduced yeah, nice. carpets and juvenile carpets slowly. So now she's working the confidence in. Awesome. So. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And she's she has a pink hook. I don't point like she she likes them. She's fascinated by them, but she we're working on the stay back, just respect them. So I'm slowly introducing her level by level to the different stuff we work with. Oh, she's awesome. Super cool. Tom does need a pink hook. <laughs> okay. I think Phil needs a pink hook too. I think so too. Uh, I have a. I actually have a pink hook that is going to be auctioned off at some point. Oh so yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So. Speaking of Tyler, he's in the chat. Hey. I all that stuff we were yeah, we were about. just talking about you. Tyler, we just said horrible things about you. Yeah, just shit talking. Worst ginger hey, Tyler. <laughs> Update your uh, Facebook photo. oh that's awesome congrats clayton that's awesome that's awesome it's a great experience i have two kids my daughter's the first one and then we've got a non-month-old son right now so love him i know how that is it's it's something to juggle though <laughs> she's getting to the point where she's getting real confident with the carpet so now cleaning and stuff is getting to be a little more work before <laughs> we didn't have to worry about we're going to open a cage or something or try to handle something now she's building that confidence level so it's more got to keep an eye on what you're pulling out has she pulled out the max yet no, no, no. <laughs> not, no Yo, I, anaconda I next. Say, Speaking of white yellow. lips, <laughs> I can honestly say that was the first thing I came home and checked on. <laughs> yeah, came home, checked on that, made sure they were good and still angry, and then I went and took a shower. They are feisty when they're babies. They chill out after a while, but yeah, that female's not horrible when she's out, from what I've seen. It's actually interesting because I've always had not happy times with Macklets in the past, and Billy Hunt's adults—they're—they're they're confused. They think they're ball pythons. They're amazing, and then he got those babies, and those babies are from hell. Oh my God! Yes, I—I I just got a bait a girl from him, and yeah, you did. Not nice. Just a <laughs> savage little worm. But they chill out though. Like our our two, you know, sub adults, they're pretty chill. Once you get them out, Kate, our tub defensive, one hundred percent. But once you get them out, they're super calm. 
I still say the Sabus are the worst. Sabus are definitely the worst. Though. Oh my god, those little are they? are they're like trouble. little springs, man. They jump. Hey, they and weren't bad when fly. I had them out. I know. Yeah. I know. Again, they're nice when strangers are around, but when I'm around, they're just like, "Oh, you're across the room. I'm gonna get you." Still. Yeah. Simple cleaning. Oh, just, Hold my beer. Are they just biters or are they musk too? Uh, biters. I wouldn't biters, say they must yeah. that much. Yeah, but they'll just they'll launch themselves out completely out of the tubs at you. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Like you'll open that thing and like you're just like cleaning a little bit, and then like you'll take a step back and like they'll come out at you. <laughs> like they have no fear. <laughs> those Duns pythons, though, man. After you put those in my hands, I was like, oh, because at first yeah. I was I, I didn't really understand it, you know. Right. I was like, they're cool, but after holding them i was just like wow these are really chill and they're beautiful to look at i mean they're they're awesome snakes the anti-maclets 100 percent, they are like if you even look at just how they look it's you know com- it looks like a flipped you know just the contrast the color whatever and the mm-hmm. demeanor too and the because in the freckles yeah i mean they don't have they have like no like busy dark pattern to them besides a few f- black freckles like mm-hmm. our One might kinda... say they're they're done fighting. Huh. Done fighting. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Dad joke. Oh uh, no, they're they're You're awesome watching. though. They're super chill, which is completely awesome. Because as babies, they must a little bit, but now they don't yeah. even do that anymore. They just yeah. move around. Are they keeping that yeah. orange color? Didn't you have one or two that were orange? No, they're pretty. The the female, she's a little bit orange, but not really. She has a hue to her. Orange. Yeah. Like, if you hold them side by side, like, you can tell which one was orange and which one was the silver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And those stay considerably smaller than Macklets, right? I would, from what I've heard, they stay about the same size, maybe a little okay. bit smaller. But, uh, now but the, not many people have them, so I don't know. Those juvenile colors, that's just a random var- variegation. Very, I can't talk tonight, sorry. Random variableness of it. So there hasn't been enough breeding to, you know, actually determine that but uh nick and you know ryan are definitely working on that to determine if you breed a red baby to a red baby you're gonna get all red babies or you're gonna get reds and silvers and kind of in-betweens because they got a mix on both their clutches so um i don't know we'll see i'm excited for it though because i like the silver ones my personal opinion she likes the red ones how many uh how many wild babies have been observed like in the modern era like can you go on iNaturalist and see babies or no? Zero on iNaturalist. No. There's uh, that one, like Juan Tristan guy on, uh, he lives in Indonesia and he's got one or two videos um, from when he goes out herping on that Weetar Island. Um, and they're not babies, they're adults. And they kind of look like a silverish kind of, you know, face, if, if I'm guessing. But there's not many pictures of them in the wild at all. Um, the, the wild specimens that, you know, they were collected when they first got, you know, identified and stuff like that. That's available, but there's not much at all besides the captive stuff. So it's not it, – there's no chance that the silver or the, or the orange is essentially a, a phenotype or a morph. It's just some babies are one color, some babies are another so far? So far. I hope it's something that you can, you know, kind of selectively breed for, but I don't know. Yeah. Not yet. Not enough breeding has been done yet. Yeah, we so. still don't have enough examples of it. I think. Yeah. Are they? Really are they exclusive to Witter Island? Yeah, they're 100 percent exclusive uh, to Witar Island or, or Witar. I don't know how you say it, but um, that one guy said that he has found Red-tar. one on. T- <laughs> <Red-tar>. <laughs> has found one on Timor though. So, but I don't know how true that is. 
Um, it'd be cool if they were found somewhere else, honestly. Yeah, because it might be a little more available. Yeah, I guess it depends on how much distance there is between the islands and stuff. Because I mean, if it's if it's that, not a yeah. big grab, then it's probably entirely possible. But and that island is so frequently, you know, not frequently, you know, traveled to. Because I think I was I was reading up on it because I really want to go there one day. And I think a ship goes there once every two weeks, unless you can f hire a private charter. Which is yeah. expensive and hard to find someone trustworthy. So yeah, yeah, he really got into all of that, and I like. Wow, shot him I was like the perfect honeymoon. Like, let's yeah, go. Perfect. A little bit of almost death. Catch malaria know. on the way out. Malaria. Dude, it'd be cool. You get to see Insularis in the wild too. Yeah, yellow Insularis is there. Yeah. yeah. And I think I came out with those little. Uh, like rat things or squirrel things are like kikajus or something. Kinkajus, I don't remember, but that's what they're eating. That one guy said chupacabras, like, probably chupacabras. I don't know, but yeah, they're super cool. I watched that. No, I was gonna say is I I did the same thing you did uh, many moons ago, because at the time I would say maybe ten years ago or so, twelve years ago, there would be waves of wetter island stuff that was coming in like Insularis and and. and Sabus and some other stuff too, and it was basically how desirable the Westerners wanted that locality. They would make the they would make the mission to go fuel collect right, and <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, I looked up like 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 you said like yeah do like a week trip see what it's like. So there's there's a lot of charters that go and there's a couple settlements out there because I was looking at Flores Island too you know, yeah and. There's like a, a couple good towns on Flores, and there's like a micro resort on the island on the west side of the island. But if there's like a little storm, or the guy who drives the ferry doesn't feel like going to work that day, it's like seven days until you can get out. Exactly. So now yeah. you gotta plan like a month trip just in case well, it's like a buffer zone. We also gotta you gotta pay the guy double if not triple to make sure he shows up. Yep. You know. And then there's because I know there's a big mining operation on uh, on Weetar, but I don't know. It's just it's kind of weird. They don't they have like villages, not really any like towns from what I've heard. There's a lot yeah. of like birding people that will go there and take pictures of the island. That's when I was doing my research. I'd find a lot of, you know, birding people that took pictures of the habitat and things like that. So mm -hmm. but not a lot of snake people. Obviously, there's not many there. So yeah, who were, we had somebody on on a show once that was saying how. There maybe maybe it was Doc Julander. I don't remember saying how they are herper at heart, but they travel under the guise of a birder because birding is so uniformly accepted. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, like, that makes you can, sense. Who's going to be get, suspicious of a birder? Well, yeah, and that was the whole thing. Is like you can get permits to go into natural areas in other countries to go birding, but if you said you were looking for snakes, they would deny your licenses. Because they assume you're just going to oh. smuggle stuff out. Isn't that what the case was with the national parks in Texas and stuff too? Like you couldn't right. have a snake hook because most of the oh. people that are in the state yeah. parks with snake hooks, it's like they're yeah. probably taking stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But if you have a camera, right? no problem. No problem. Yeah, I no. thought that was kind of goofy. I mean, I understand why they, especially like national parks here in the States, like why they would have rules like that, but people can't be trusted. Yeah, it sucks. 
I really want to do an Indonesia trip, but it is so sketchy that I would not want to go unless it was someone like Dan Maliri or, you know, like Mike Clarkson or I don't know how to say his name, but people like that is where is when I would want to go. Not just me and Kendra. Why? Because I feel like we'd safety be, numbers. Yeah, exactly. I'd be murdered in a heartbeat. This yeah. mustache. Lord of the flies. Cut it off. <laughs> this <know> mustache. It. <laughs> like, let's skin him for his hide. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not. I'm not trying to. Yeah. <laughs> just get taken to like a cannibal's hut, and Jeff's mustache will just be pinned to the wall on one of the <laughs> one of the tiki huts. There's yeah, no question of who that came from. Not, you know, well, like I. I told Hendog, like, him and I are going to go. Come hell or high water, him and I are going to go. But I also feel better that, you know, he speaks a little bit of Indonesian. And I don't know, I feel like the two of us could kind of lay low under the radar, you know, and we have enough people through Instagram and Facebook that we could, you know, stay at somebody's apartment and whatnot and kind of stay off the beaten path. But it is super sketch when uh, you look like, you know, me. <laughs> if you go, I carry bags pretty well. So, just saying, right? I, will, I also <laughs> have bags pretty well. He's the bag keeper. <laughs> no, 100%. That's that's my 100% my dream place to go visit. But also anywhere in Indonesia, I do want to go to Australia, but Indo just I don't know. Yeah, it pulls on my heart a little bit more. Borneo would be really cool. Borneo would be cool too. Australia's kind of a scary place to go to right now, so I'm kind of... Yeah, if they allowed you in. Yeah, if they allowed us yeah. in. If they allowed you to leave. Yeah. Right, that would Getting be the Getting in is one thing. Yeah. Download this app so I can make sure I track you and make sure you're home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But... So is there a plan as far as next year? Are you guys planning to... Yeah, do an auction and stuff, and sort of do a little more than than what you did this year. <laughs> yeah, so the goal is to plan it a little bit earlier in the year, so it's not pissing around rain. Um, yeah. and then we can have you know people in the yard, people outside. Plan um, it for an earlier time. Like we have, yeah. like we learned a lot from this. Um, I think the biggest thing is like we just weren't expecting that many people to show up mm-hmm. because we've never seen that before. Like the last How- one we went to, I think it was like a month. <laughs> including ourselves there yeah so we were like we were kind of expecting that we planned ahead just in case so it helped but that's one of the biggest things is making sure that we have the space for everybody our house is like kind of weird in the sense that it's not very open it's a bigger house but it's not open like Mm -hmm. most houses so we have to really plan for that so if we're going to do something i think again we're going to have to plan for like being outside a lot so we're going to have it early in the day nicer temps out um well what was the weather like for this one i mean was it like what's the is it warmer right there still or is it starting to cool off a lot it well yeah our our weather kind of took a shit (laughs) it went from summer to fall like literally in half a day so it was raining and like max like high of 60 low of like oh i'm jealous (laughs) that night was our first thunderstorm of the season yeah yeah that night was our first thunderstorm we was like we had lamps out just in case we lose power we had propane tanks set up we're like just in case you know um but yeah i think you know, we we didn't think of like getting name tags. So we had everyone write their name on painter's tape on their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it. We forgot the group picture, so next yeah. year we're gonna we're gonna get a banner and do all that. We're gonna you, you know. Gotta- you got to put the name tags. This is you know, like, hello, my name is right, and then make yeah. sure everyone gets them out. And then 
have like 15 or 20 of them that just say Nick Mutton and just hand them out to everybody. You did have VIP parking too. Oh I mean, my just God. Pull right in. Like, oh, right okay, yeah, that was it. for him. Uh, his little what, was it, Prius or something. It was kind of cute. I'm not going to lie. Didn't expect that. But yeah, they, I guess they had a hell of a time getting there. So, oh, yeah. They're a little yeah. fashionably late. Yeah. Like six hours in the car, they said, or something like that. Yeah, that's insane because of the rain and stuff. But yeah, we have like a solid list of things we want to change for next year. Um, we have a solid list of things that worked out really well. Um, uh, if you ever host an event, number one rule have poopery. <laughs> we had these little signs i had these little signs in the bathroom like do you have a picture of it? i'll send it to okay, Phil. it was so funny um i got so many compliments on that um the other thing we did was we had like a little basket Gunner. for like little goodies like just in case i know people were coming from out of town traveling really far so we had like little deodorants toothpaste toothbrushes uh floss you know like lotions whatever just like just in case you know, someone wants to freshen up. Yeah. <laughs> What's that say? If your if your duties be cray, please use the spray. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little shit spray right next to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a little poopery stuff. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, we, I mean, we did. It, we tried to. I mean, we I'm were eating queso, so. That went gone <laughs> real quick. I know, Brandon. <laughs> Dude, he was like, yeah. He had queso in like every way possible. Yeah. He's just eating it with a spoon. That's yeah. what I thought I we saw. Had like a big tray of it, you know, like you he's just grabbing it with his fingers and putting it in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> just need a queso fountain next time for him. He I probably just yeah, pretty much. Yeah, right. So no, I went. I you know there are definitely some things we could have improved on. I think uh, to make it really like a really great experience. I thought we did a pretty good job though with the amount of time that we had. Just got back from Daytona. We literally just finished our patio like mm -hmm. a week before people showed up. We had a ton of stuff to get done in such a short amount of time. And I think we kind of nailed it, you know. Next yeah, year, though, fun. a U.S. ARC auction for sure Definitely. is what we want to kind of set up. But Definitely. I want to pick some people's brains before we actually start considering it because I know there's a lot that goes into it, especially if you include like online stuff. Mm -hmm. Um but people, you know, not paying for items or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It's going to be kind of weird. But I think instead of like live animals, maybe just the vouchers we talked about. Um, that way, no one's you know bringing a live animal to you know to our house type right, thing. And right. So, not yeah, that we had that problem. But me and me and Ben need to get the that Carpet Fest website done so we can hold the auctions and stuff and not have to worry about Zuckerberg and yeah. I agree. All that. Yeah. It exists. Like it's made. Yeah. We just have to make sure it works and test it and stuff. Cause we made we planned on having that and making that so that all the Carpet Fest can have their options on there. And yeah. you know, it's like you don't have to bid on Facebook comments. You can literally bid on the website and it keeps track of everything and just make it all much more painless and streamlined. Easy. It may not be pretty, but it's gonna be functional and I'm that works for me. You know, it's absolutely absolutely so, yeah. it's so there, is... we just gotta finish it. Yep. Yeah, we need you guys to come out though next time. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we got a yeah, we got definitely. a couch for you to crash on. Yep. Uh, I've never been out there. I lived yeah. in Hawaii as a kid, but other than that, as far as like actual like West Coast stuff, I've never stopped anywhere over there. You know, it's been yeah. Hawaii, and that's it. So. Well, we're shooting for if we do it again, we'll shoot for like maybe mid August, so like the temperatures will be perfect. You know. Yeah, that'd be it, sweet. Be, 
It'd be really nice, sunny. We'll do it earlier in the day. I think that was kind of one of the biggest things is we should have probably done it a little earlier in the day, especially for people that were traveling really far. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can get out and get home. You know, they can spend a few hours here and not have to like find a hotel or whatever. Right. Um, the cool yeah. thing is though, there's a hotel, you know, a couple minutes down the street from us and yep. it's just restaurants, fast food joints, stores, Right, stores, all next yeah. to it too. Like, so not even the five minutes. No good. Drive, so. Right off the highway. Right off, yeah. Very right convenient for, so. for flying in and staying. I mean, the airport was the only was the the distance drive. Other than yeah. that, yeah. literally, we were. Yeah. There's a gas station across the street, Caddy Corner. There's a restaurant and a couple different places there. Yeah. Their house is just up the road, so that 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 hotel you guys provided was perfect on that end. Dispensaries. We have rent. Between the hotel and our house, there's a dispensary, and (laughs) (laughs) you know, uh, northwestern guys. You know, yeah. He asked me. He's like, "Are you guys legal?" Yeah, we're fully legal, bro. Yeah, Yeah. Washington does not care. The most uh, disturbing call I got was uh, Friday night. He stayed over there. Tyler and I stayed at the hotel, and we met back up the next morning. So Saturday morning, Brandon got up, gave me a call. We're talking, hey, you up, getting ready to head over. Uh, first thing he says when he picks up the phone, you know, their roof lines out here are pretty steep. That was <laughs> the first thought that crossed my mind was, Brandon, don't get in trouble out here. We're not doing that. No. <laughs> yeah. I had to ask him about that, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so how close is the herpin to your house? Uh, all the way up to Randy, you know, to where he lives. You know, he, he told us that he finds a lot of Puget Sound garters up there, which are the really nice blue ones. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Yeah, we need to plan it. Yes, yes, we do. We need to plan a trip. Come on up, man. Just rent next next car uh, fest up there. Just rent one of those islands. Rent a <laughs> whole only, island? You can only Whoa. get there by boat. We're gonna put we can, there's a lot of areas that I know that we can rent like venues on the lake or on the water. Oh. I don't know if you'd want to do it like that, but we could do something like that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't want to plan a herping trip though around here. Find some rubber boas, find some the garters out here. Yeah, Eastern Washington. Because if we need Ryan, because we can't find shit apparently. Yeah. <laughs> We're not the best at herping, so we're still learning. Right, I think the next spots. time we come out, next time I come out for Carpet Fest, I think we try and extend it and maybe we'll try and set something like that up. That would be pretty cool. So cool. down. That'd so down. Cool. Absolutely. We'll go hit up Randy and do some herping up there on the island, bring out some kayaks. I want to see some time. killer whales and narwhals. Those are easy I just saw some, I was fishing for salmon two weeks ago and just saw a pod just, just swim right by us. Those things are freaking terrifying, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're huge, man. I don't I understand mean, was... why people think they're so cute and adorable. Like, it's a giant, intelligent oh, yeah. murder machine. Yeah. What's kind of well, adorable the, about them? The, the so waters cool. here are pretty scary, man. We have like killer whales, and we have like four different types of sharks, and we have giant squid, and we have a lot of stuff up here. Jesus. And the temperatures are really cold. It's Super like cold. Yeah. Oh, hypothermia, real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't like know. giant ocean cats, and you're like a little toy for them to play with. Yeah. Pretty sometimes much. Get a little close to the kayakers too. Sometimes mm-hmm. I see some videos. I'm like, hell no, oh, dude. I'd be out. I'd be out of there. I'd be paddling quick. The way they throw around the seals, you know, you, you can just imagine how strong they are. They just toss them into the air. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I watched. 
I watched Blackfish, and I know that that was a super biased documentary, but the right. fact that, like the dude yeah. trying to get to the surface, and that thing just keeps coming up and pulling him down just before he gets there, and then he yeah. does it again, and it pulls him down again. I was like, dude, I would have just said, just go ahead and kill me, man. Like this yeah. is <laughs> this is horrible. Yeah, I cannot imagine, man. Yeah, they they filmed Free Willy around here, the Puget mm-hmm. Sound. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like all four of those movies <laughs> yep. that I watched as a those kid that I'm, I'm pretty sure lie. I still have on VHS somewhere in my dad's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I this actually might movies. be worth a good bit of money on eBay now. If you... yeah, probably. probably. Land, Land Before Time, I think I have like one through six. Yeah. Did they make that many? I just remember the first one. Fuck, they made like 14. I think I stopped at three. <sighs> they had so many. I mean, it would be cool. Okay, so it would be cool to see killer whales, but as far as like being in a kayak and then one coming up and trying to check me out that ain't well you don't have to do I, that there, there's a lot i of draw a line yeah. there's yeah. not no, a boat I'm, big enough i'm not a big sea kayaker because i've been in boats where the water gets rough really fast so i'd rather just stay in the lake when i do kayaking mm-hmm. um, Same. it happens here all the time got, people go kayaking in the currents take them and they end yeah, up not being strong enough to be able to paddle against it and get you know yeah. and they end up getting pulled out into the sounds and stuff like that it's like, yeah, yeah. That, that's like real jeff and i witnessed that we were at mm-hmm. uh, deception, deception pass, pass yeah. and we were mm-hmm. on the beach there and we just got our new camera and we were like zooming in on people across the water and everything and <laughs> waving and we, for help it was legit like on the news and everything like this it's called family. deception pass yeah, it, yeah. talks about lo- how many suicides happen there yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. It's bad. Well, it's a gorgeous family, bridge, but yeah. Yeah, this family of kayakers. Well, mom and dad paddle were, boarders. Yeah, no, mom and dad were in a kayak together. Inflatable kayak. Inflatable kayak, mind you. Oh god. And then their two kids, or was it three kids? Three kids. Three kids were on two paddle boards. Like the middle son with like the youngest daughter were on one, and then the oldest boy was on the other, and they were trying to fucking paddleboard across Deception Pass, yeah. where like the currents like literally it, it whirlpools there. Yeah, yeah, it does. Oh. That's literally it's what happened. So bad. And there's like the parents were like struggling to get across, you know, and then you just see the kids like trying to paddle, and they just literally just whoop, there they go. Yep, like, onto the other side of the bridge. They yeah, they away. disappeared. We're like, oh, yeah. Oh, I got shit. yeah, I got stuck underneath in an eighteen foot aluminum boat you know like the current can get bad under that bridge fast because you'll have outgoing tides from Mm -hmm. the sound Mm -hmm. and then you'll have westerly winds come in so you'll create this huge offset of these roller waves and it's just really dangerous and then it swirls there too Mm because they say a lot of like uh giant squid and stuff live there if you if you boat over that area it's between like Two and three hundred feet deep there. Yep. Yeah. It just eats yeah. away at the bottom underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They thought those kids were okay because like a it was a whale watching boat. A whale watching they, boat. The saved parents them, yeah. came to the shore, like looked back, were freaking out, like had a local fisherman call somebody. Fish and wildlife came. They were mm-hmm. trying to yeah. help them find yep. them. So a whaling boat went and found them somewhere down river and. Uh, we have a, an entirely volunteer run, like Marine Rescue Squadron is what it's called. So when people yeah. like in kayaks and stuff get lost, MMRS gets called and they have to go out there and get them. Yeah. Yep. That was good. Yep. That little girl was only like. They were less what? than 10. Yeah. Like, she was like less six than 10 years, years old. On a paddleboard out there. I was like, oh, hell no. I that know. is not okay. Yeah. It happens all the time. That's why Fire and Rescue is right there at Cornet Bay, too, because they're so used mm. to getting those calls. Mm. Yeah. yeah, they were not happy. I think parents like that should be, you know, <laughs> held accountable in some kind of way because you're putting your they, kid out should, there. 
not okay. They should do the research, but unless you understand what you're getting into, right. like you just think yeah. it's paddle boarding, you know? Like I've had a lot of people ask me to take them out to like, there's like caves and stuff out there, but you have to read the weather and the tides and like make sure you you know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's a lot of planning to, to actually do it the right way. And then you can still run into something, you know? Yeah. Well, especially if they're people that aren't used to being near water, like if they live in like the middle mm-hmm. of the country where it's like landlocked and they don't realize that things like tides and currents are, yeah. are very real, you know? Yeah. Uh, yep. Have a whole time out here. Yeah. So, yeah. All, I, all I know is I just checked. <laughs> I just uh, checked iNaturalist and you guys don't have a single rattlesnake within like 100 miles. No, yeah. it's on the east side. So, yeah. Only on the east side of the mountains. So that's why I tell my kids on this side of the mountains, they can look and touch whatever they want. When we go camping on the east side, they have to ask first. And if they don't, if they can't identify it themselves. That's smart. That's good. Y'all have rubber boas up there, right? Yeah. yeah I've never found boas. one. They're usually down southwest, I heard. Yeah. Randy or uh, Ryan gave us some some spots to hit up. So towards Oregon should... or what? Yeah. Towards down there in that yeah, area. That's where I, I heard. Yeah. He says they're Those all over cool. the place up here, though. So you just gotta find the spots, the spots where they're at. Because everything's just yeah. so populated, like there's so much new construction yeah. everywhere. And you could field collect those in Idaho because they're also found in Idaho, but you cannot field collect them here in Washington State. No. It's it's kind of weird because it's kind of like the opposite of California, from my understanding. So like in California, you can you can collect or keep native species that we found in the state. But in Washington, it's the opposite. Like you're yeah, not you allowed can't to keep do that anything native here. Yeah, you can't. No venomous. Even if it's captive bred, like yeah. or well, it's re- permit required, but they don't tell you how to you, yeah. you know, how to get a permit. Yeah. Yeah. No, how you're not even supposed to collect something dead and keep it in your freezer. Nope. Not supposed yep. to touch it. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. It's super strict here, Oregon. You can keep whatever the hell you want. Yeah. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> so, as long as you don't mess with the redwoods, they're cool. Yeah. yeah, those are nice redwoods, though. <laughs> that would be that would be neat. Like at some point before I die, it would be nice to go out there and and see those. Yeah, my my aunt lives oh, in Eureka, California. That's that the Humboldt County. That area mm-hmm. is just beautiful, man. Northern California. Yeah, I feel like you can see pictures of them all you want, but you can't get a true context and appreciation for just how damn big those things are unless you. Well, see you them used you, you. I don't think it's yeah. there anymore, but you used to be able to drive through one. As, yeah. There's a highway that went through one. So you can just see how big they were. Yeah, I believe you still yeah. can. It was the they basically set up the road up the mountain. To okay. Through it. No, yeah, they did that without. Yeah, killing it's been you. a while. Uh, I think they it's dead, but I think they just like preserved it and chopped the top off pretty much and just uh, like okay. showing. Yeah, and they had like pictures and stuff of showing people built houses inside these trees. That's insane. Wow. Like the Keebler elves. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Phil, our dream can finally come true. Well, we do that, we all gotta make a road trip out to Yellowstone and, and visit with Tyler and Katie yeah, really wants to go out there. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah I do too. Yeah. wants to go out there really bad. I've only been there once, and it was like, it was mostly closed, and it sucked. But it was actually really beautiful just to like go out there. I wish I had done more hiking. No, in our luck, we'd go out there, and then that would be when the super volcano finally erupts. And... <laughs> oh hell, oh, well. Pompeii 2.0. <laughs> Ah, flip a coin, it's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like most of the world would be pretty screwed if it went off anyways, so. Yeah, I don't think we'd be missing out much, so. 
No, I, from what I hear, that ash cloud will block off the sun from a lot of the states in Canada hmm. for quite a while. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. It'd be pretty cool to see some like wild bison too. I don't know if they have those out there. Or yeah, not. They oh do. yeah, they do. They have a you lot. You see that that video of the lady? I saw a video yesterday on uh, Instagram of a lady who was walking up to one. And of course, it started charging, and so she turned around and, and she ran, fell? and she tripped. Yep, she tripped. Yeah, I saw that. It was yeah. like you, jackass. Like, what makes yeah. you think those are like? But friendly? how lucky was she that it just yeah. stopped? You know, yeah. <laughs> the boyfriend yeah. just took off. Like, I'm out here. Women and children. Get a new boyfriend. See you on the other side. What, what would I do? Yeah, if a buffalo. I'd hug it. You would. You go jump on the back. <laughs> I just cannot run. He'd check on you afterwards. I'm tripping you. I'll pull you out of here. I'll be fast. I'm tripping you up. I'm just kidding. Oh, you're going to pay for that later. It's okay. Oh, shit. Well, I think Casey explained explained that there was like, I guess it's not even necessarily Americans, but like people visiting the States that have just seen pictures of Buffalo don't really think that they're of oh, any yeah, sort of danger that. and so they think that they're like the deer and that they can go up to them and try and like pet them and stuff well, and, yeah because so. like in it, like you go to some of those parking lots at some of those rest stops and stuff like it, like elk will literally come up right to your car expecting yeah. you to feed them but you still need to be you know very yeah. cautious because you know those things are fucking huge it's like, like a have moose, you guys you ever know? gone to that yeah. game farm here where they stick their heads in the car and you can feed no. them bread no. I want to. That's oh, that's pretty south, cool. Take yeah. yeah, you guys got to go to the over on Squim on the peninsula. They yeah. have a game farm, yeah. and they they have like wild cats. They have a little reptile room there too, which you drive around the zoo and you just feed. They have bears, and you just like wow. throw all these animals bread, and they just eat it. Wow. Some of them yeah. stick their heads in the car. It's cool. How far are y'all from like a lat from like the Alaskan border? Like, what's the closest? Uh, we gotta go to Canada for that. Away? I guess by water, maybe a little closer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Alaska. It's beautiful there too, but fuck, it's cold. Uh, the Canadian border is not far though from us at all. Mm-mm, only a couple hours. Especially from Randy, it's really close to him. Yeah, I've I've boated up that way, but you know, like border patrol. And I was gonna say, do they coast guards <laughs> right there? They're they're pretty on top what's this of that right there. You know. <laughs> Hey, Lash is so, in the comments. He's he's been in the hobby, especially local, a long time. He's I'm glad. I love Lash. Now. I've known that guy since like early 2000s. Man, he's awesome. Super knowledgeable guy. Um, he's actually who we got our olives from and our inlands from. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I won't let him get out of the hobby. So if he no, sells he, all his snakes, I'm giving him snakes. Hundred percent. Please do. <laughs> We're keeping him around for sure. He's a mm-hmm. nice guy. You heard that, Lash. <laughs> No, but um, no, out here, like we have the the wolf sanctuary, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Y'all went to that not that long ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, That was was pretty neat. Um, They have a lot of cool stuff that you can kind of interact with. But Mm -hmm. that Dave guy actually vended at one of the reptile expos years ago. He he used to own that place, right? Because I think it's his wife now. Because I think oh, didn't okay, he bring, so, like, wolf puppies to one of the shows. Yeah, he brought yeah. some wolf. It was a, a Seattle show. It was like a weird offshoot show, maybe 2010 or nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. He brought, <clears throat> yeah, wolves and cougars and some owls. And he did bring some venomous snakes and stuff, too, because he used to have a handler. Okay. Did they did they have a table? Is that like they had a table in like the corner and it was all set up and... Yeah, it, uh, it was a weird fun. show. It was like the worst parking ever. But he, they were kind of, there was like a stage, and they were actually okay. on on the stage. 
Okay. They used to travel, so yeah. We yeah, talked yeah, to the. Yeah, he the, had a big van, yeah. uh, truck thing that he would take all the animals in. It was really weird. Yeah, it was weird thing. That it was like made for them. Yeah, so I guess his his ex wife now she's she owns it with her daughter and mm-hmm. things like that. They don't do the traveling anymore, from what I understand, but. Mm. Still, they got some sloths now, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they're kind of weird. Sloths. Not gonna lie, kind of creepy. <laughs> they're actually kind of terrifying. Like they like they're eyes strong, out, right? Man. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't yeah. get to hold it, but yeah, from what like, I hear, they, they reached are us, and I was like, no, that's okay. No. Like, yeah. Touch me. Grab the strong hand. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, their eyes kind of freak me out. We have a lot of cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're like. The babies are adorable, but damn it, those adults give me the willies, man. Like yeah. they got those creepy, just glassy. Yeah, like they don't blink. I hate, I hate the way they look when they're crawling on the ground. Like yeah. it's just oh, the creepiest no. little, yeah. you know, horror movie child that just came out of this. That's like the one thing that actually terrifies me. It's like me the about... ring coming after you, like, oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. hell no. <laughs> It reminds me of like when koala bears, like they get really mad. They'll walk on their hind legs and like they're, they're, they're looks like Chucky, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like their fucking nah. hands are fucking terrifying and they come yeah. at you like fucking Spock and they're just like, <laughs> <laughs> they got like this chameleon ranch hand. Like a chameleon, this, yeah. Big ass huge. claws and then they like make this terrible noise and you're just like, what are you? Scream out of nightmares. Yeah. I'm coming to take your skin, Kendra. <laughs> Like they're so cute when they're like up in a tree and like mm. away from me, but like when they're mad and like on the ground running at you, like ugh. raccoons are the same way. They're all adorable and stuff until they're not. <sighs> right. Yeah. Like little possums. Little yeah. Thumbs. Yeah. Possums yeah. are terrifying too. You got I've... to hold a raccoon at the last show, right? Oh my god, the... that was so fun. That was so fun. Show? Yeah, yeah. Somebody brought show. a raccoon a baby. Was that Blaine's or what? No. Uh, uh, Sherry Geller, uh, a part of. Oh, I'm gonna forget that. Why am I forgetting this? You ever corner one? They get nasty real quick. <laughs> well, so he was like, um, it was a little baby raccoon that had been abandoned or something like that, and he did not like men, and so like he would make this like chittering sounds like when females would walk by and like want to be mm-hmm. held, but he would let you the fuck know. Like he was like, yeah. don't touch me. Yeah, and it's like, oh, <laughs> sorry, Jeff. <laughs> he yeah. is the mustache, you know. He's the, uh, intimidated. <laughs> Tom Selleck's coming to get me. <laughs> up. Oh, I know now what your Halloween costume is going to be. No. <laughs> no. It was a good time, though. We actually uh, picked up an animal. Somebody, uh, Dan, I can't pronounce his last name. What? Ronowski. brought up. No, Dan, oh. uh, Conviction Reptiles. He brought up a, oh, a yeah, yeah, carpet yeah. For, yeah. for us. Yeah, I got to meet that guy, too. He was an awesome guy, too. Super nice I follow, guy. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram, I believe. He yeah, has such absolutely. A good setup his shows like I'm fucking jealous. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he has he does. like a whole like wooden panel thing behind him. There's like oh nice lights. He makes hooks. He makes all sorts of stuff, and he brings really wicked animals. Like super low key, not on Facebook, but Instagram. But yeah, he's super nice. Yeah, guy. he's a showstopper at like our local expos. I'm like, damn, I understand. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> he came up from Portland. I think is where he's from. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, he's yeah. That was a drive for him. So I'm glad he's able to make oh, it. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know he'd awesome. travel that far. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't expect a lot of these people to travel as far as they did. <laughs> How many people do you think showed up? Like 40 or 50 or? Uh, I was thinking that yeah, 40, 
40 like plus 30, maybe yeah, 30, yeah. more than 35 people. at least at least 35 yeah because yeah. i think there was like 15 people in like each section of the house at one yep. time i mean yeah yeah it, it was pretty nuts because people were in the back upstairs patio downstairs patio exactly room garage kitchen living room all yeah. over the place mm-hmm. It was it was a pretty good time though, and I like towards the end too, as we kind of, you know, all sat around the last couple people, you know, for the event, and Ryan and Nick were going back and forth on their herping stories, Mark too. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, it was just kind of epic. It was just it was hilarious about Ryan almost dying because he forgot water. Oh, man, it was just, <laughs> oh yeah. It was good times. That was. You get Ryan talking, man, and he has some great stories. You know, it's not hard to get Nick talking, but sometimes you have to just. <laughs> Cry at Ryan a little bit, but when he's That's comfortable and he's around people, he he enjoys. He'll open up. He's yeah. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Between him and Mark, that was that was pretty much a treat. Like you said, Nick, mm-hmm. Nick is willing to talk, and that's awesome. Um, but like Mark and Ryan were were, were a treat yep. to kind of sit back and kind of chat with, or even overhear their stories. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. As as the night went on, it was kind of interesting because Ryan kind of posted up and. Um, him and Mark were pretty set pretty well and people would kind of rotate through and kind of pick their brains on different things. So a couple of points, I just was a fly on the wall sitting there listening to those guys go back and forth. Yeah. It was also pretty funny when Nick, you'd overhear Nick talking and a couple of times, different people randomly would call him out on his shit. He'd be talking to somebody. Oh yeah. I call, I call him out every chance I get. Flat out, just call bullshit. They'd stop their conversation and they'd overhear talking. Yep. Yeah, he just head down like fuck. Yeah, yeah. Nick just dropped his head like fuck. <laughs> Only people that could call bullshit just did. <laughs> so that yeah. was like, a few times on that. But Ryan was that's what, awesome. awesome. That's one. why when we all hang out, you have we kind of give Nick shit, but it's 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 out of love, you know. Like oh, we yeah. all love oh, Nick, yeah. but it's absolutely Nick, like we were looking for the Nick red carpet Nick. when he showed up, but we just didn't we couldn't find it. Yeah, I got wet in the rain, you know. But he pulled up. <laughs> we didn't want it to get muddy. <laughs> I love that. It was blue this time. Sorry, it got it, it, saturated. It's a soaking wet blue towel. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best we got. Yeah. Yeah. No, those was... Morelia bombs, though, those were nuts, man. I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like. Brandon, you were a crackhead for making this. Like, <laughs> what are you doing to people right now? <laughs> oh, and then he tried uh, his goal for the night was to get Kendra drunk. And oh, she is. started off with taking shots of Everclear. Yeah. I was going to say, he, like, he didn't have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, I'll get myself drunk, I motherfucker. Woman, I am strong. I can do this. <laughs> I am strong. <laughs> he literally told everybody, all right, guys. Our goal is to get Kendra drunk. Five minutes later, she came in the dr- garage, grabbed Jello shot, and then a shot. Yeah, dude. Walked away, went to the backyard, started a conversation, pulled out a bottle of apple juice moonshine, and started. Drinking. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's, that's so dangerous. Not, you chose the wrong person to target on getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna do this. A lot well. of liquors being mixed in the system. Yes. Oh, so but much alcohol. Even with all that alcohol consumed, it really didn't get. It wasn't one of the, and that many people, it wasn't to the point where you had most parties, especially when you have that many people, you get somebody that's just outrageous or something yeah. going on or something you've got. It wasn't of. sloppy or anything. Yeah, everyone yeah. had a good time. Everybody was respectful, 100%. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was good. Absolutely. That was, it was, it really was done fun. real well. Yeah. I can't yeah, think I wish of I could have got, 
drunk, but I had to drive two hours, almost two hours back in the rain at night, Aww. almost yeah. at one o'clock in the morning. I was like, <laughs> yeah, this I don't sucks. think that would have, that would have, would have ended well. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I've been bad. Yeah, I'm just glad you came, Randy, because I know you have a busy schedule, yeah. you know, especially with all those sports. It just worked out. On. Like, yeah. even tonight, good. man, I told my wife, I was like, hey, can I jump on the podcast? And she's like, <laughs> I have to take four kids to practice today. And I'm like, I know. But I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> she's amazing. So she she's awesome. She didn't even hesitate. She's like, yeah, no problem. So oh, that's awesome. I'll, yeah, I'll have to been- bring her next time. It's been yeah, a nice, yes, yeah. nice running theme with all the carpet fests. So it's I don't think there's ever been any like major incidents with anybody. You know, there's been like fights or anything like that. You know, even with northeast no, stuff. It's, yeah, no, it's all crazy. been like people get hugging people and get, stuff. People have fun, but they don't. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take a turn. No, thank yeah. God. Yeah. 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 It was a good people. It was a good crowd too. I think. Yeah, and it wasn't part. like a complete sausage fest. <laughs> Like, no, a lot of was, a lot of girl women showed up. You yeah, know, in the hobby. And like they, cool. you know, like even if they were interested in reptiles, like they were curious, like they wanted to learn, and that was cool, and they felt comfortable, and like that was my goal. Like I was like, I just want everyone to be like, even if you don't know somebody, you're comfortable enough to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you know, because that's a big thing for me is like if you're gonna go to someone's house, like I totally get it. You're already on edge. Yeah. In the middle of COVID like 10 times totally get it understandable but if you're comfortable you know we had different drinks we had different food we're like just fucking mingle like we want that yeah. to work for people and everyone to be Speak okay of the devil it. your wife's in the chat randy <laughs> oh there she is hey. <laughs> she's the one that, that got me into all the monitors and stuff she knew i liked them but i got them so that's those are her projects so i, I awesome. want her to come next time but yeah. she's always trying to help me out with the kids so yeah, you're set up for the monitors too. That is awesome. I just yeah. want to say, dude, that. I'm so nervous because I, I like dialed in my nest box yesterday, and I have everything ready. My girls are super fat, but I just don't want to open the trap door yet. I just, I'm so nervous. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Same, same about the apodora. Now that I know I have a pair, I'm like, yeah, man. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you can breed them, but you might lose one or two, or it'd be yeah. a shit show, or it could be the perfect. One, I mean, who knows? The one already has one eye. Like, come on, don't do any damage. Right. Uh, it's, it's a good time, though. And I'm glad, too. Another thing was a lot of people, they kept a different amount of species. Like, you know, Tony, he's got the elephant trunk snakes. Uh, there's a guy, local Chad Littlewood, he, you know, breeds the hunter flower rat snakes. He's also an exotic vet at our probably our favorite exotic vet that we go to what's it called it's the it's sea beam sea beam yeah what's what's the stand for though uh center for bird and exotic animal medicine yeah he works there which is just super awesome so i think the variety of like people that you know keepers was just super cool because you it was good seeing him too because like him and i have seen each other since like the early 2000 mid 2000s when we used to go to the shows but we never really talked so when we saw each other at the show we're like do we know each other? Like, yeah, <laughs> we see each other a lot. I guess not. So and he stays yeah, well actually, too. So yeah, like, it was yeah, cool to I do too. Out. So mm-hmm. yeah, but it's yeah. also I, awesome that that people that aren't even sort of in the social circle of things are willing to come out. To, like I know at Southeast Carpet Fest, there were plenty of people that were like, yeah, you know, I heard about it and figured I'd come check it out. You know, it wasn't yeah, yeah. like the fact that people are comfortable enough to to come to something like that and because i can see where it would be fairly intimidating i guess to, to some people but you know the, yeah, the fact that you absolutely. see so many new faces and so many people that are even fairly new to the hobby coming out of those things and you know they hit it off and 
No, exactly. And like, that's like, you know, because our community is so small, you don't get a lot of those opportunities to really meet mm-hmm. each other other than like the shows we have four to five times a year, you know, in person. And even then, if like it's somebody you really want to talk to, they're at a show, they might be vending. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah, hard, hard to really like connect. And so we really wanted mm-hmm. to make this like a really good like event for people. Um, you know, and sometimes we have like these little breeder barbecues in between, but you know, with COVID, it's been kind of difficult. Uh, our friend Mike Jankowski usually hosts those over in uh, uh, Graham, Washington. So that's, you know, that's kind of a, a, a middle ground for a lot of people. Um, and so we really want to see if we can try to get like something else going on throughout the year, um, especially like closer to shows. Yeah, like quarterly meetups or something. Yeah, yeah, are exactly. those breeder barbecues, are those more like ball python things, or are they just kind of kind of? It started out it started like out that, there. you know, it really did, um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, when, because all, you know, Mike and, and uh, Josh and Travis and all and all those good guys, they're, they're all ball python breeders, you know, not a big thing. Um, I was, I started out as really just a ball python breeder who had a couple white lips, so it wasn't really, sure. <laughs> you know, like a big thing, and it's really grown, I think, into, into more... Uh, oh, awesome. diverse species. Emily and Chris um, started coming to them. Um, yeah, okay, yeah. then yeah, then maybe yeah. I'll show up yeah. if I see them. Then yeah, yeah. I just didn't yeah. know, you know, like I know it can it can be you know when you get into and it's no offense at all. I just like, sometimes it's just like snob and <laughs> well, I think a big thing yeah. too is like um, you know they feel they feel like that everybody you know kind of if you keep something other than ball pythons they already feel that kind of heat like oh you breed ball pythons that's okay everybody's got ball pythons so when you start like networking and actually talking to them you can start to get them into other different species and start like opening up their eyes to all the other cool shit that's out there Um, yeah and that's what i love yeah because like being a female in the hobby and like i was like ball pythons are cool but i want to get into other stuff I didn't have the support, but I want to get into this stuff. You know, like just anybody who does ball pythons who might like our friend Nick, who really wanted to get into something. He does ball pythons and he's like, I want to do something else, but they're just so intimidating. And I'm like, they're not, though. They seem like it. But here, hold this animal, like see what it's like. The care is very similar. Like you don't really have to do a lot of anything different. You know, Anything new just, is intimidating, yeah. Absolutely, and there's just not, you know, yeah. with with as much social media out there, as, as much as as much as people talk, there's just like almost too much information for people. Yeah, you don't know where and, to start sometimes. Exactly, and so that can be intimidating too. Is like you don't know what the real truth is versus like, you know, bullshit that somebody just made up, and so you don't want to drop a bunch of money on an animal and then end up killing it because you're keeping it like a corn snake or something, you know? Yeah. So. It's nice to get people out of their comfort zones, especially in our area. <laughs> well, I mean, it, if you guys get people out of your comfort zone in your area, I mean, you guys did. We did that Friday night, ran mm-hmm. into that guy that he, you guys knew him somewhat, distantly, yeah. but you guys didn't realize. And yeah. one of those of, hey, you know so-and-so, you bought snakes from so-and-so. Oh, hey. Leon, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was that. Yeah. So so we had dinner at Outback. We ended up showing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had dinner at Outback. We're me, Brandon, Tony, Kendra, and Tyler. And there was a, a gentleman, uh, his name is Leon, and he was at a table right behind us, yeah, or right in front of us, or whatever. And he overheard us talking. He's like, Hey, I know you guys. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And, the order of the schoolmata. Yeah, that's and then Leon. <laughs> he's we told him about Carpet Fest and he ended up showing up, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So that was like I was like, damn, small world. Like <laughs> you just never we know never who's know around here. you. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see where it goes because we are we are small in our area compared to California or you know Florida. 
but it's growing. That's, yeah, that's why those like events like this are even more important though, because it, it helps. Exactly. It's like almost like a like a beacon of sorts for for people that may not realize that that there's you know that many people around. Yeah, I mean, I've good. never like I've been in this hobby for over ten years, and I never knew like Carb Fest was a thing. Yep. Like, and I never knew about like a lot of these people other than going to shows. And again, we only have shows, you know, quarterly essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we don't get to really meet a lot of people and, and be able to share that passion. And then, you know, Facebook kind of did a whole thing with that. But before then, it was just like everyone was doing their own thing. There wasn't a lot of information out there. But if you're able to meet people, pick their brains, you know, see some of the stuff they actually have, which was really cool because we have a really good, I think we have a good variety of animals here mm -hmm. that it, it helps people kind of get out. You know, we didn't just have ball pythons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had other stuff too. <laughs> Absolutely, unquestionably have a killer variety. But even your ball pythons are badass, you know, and, and just people sometimes they I think they just overlook that because of there's just like a weird movement going on right now about like you see that too. Like people are like, oh, you know, ball pythons, and they just kind of overlook it. But it's like that got so many people into the hobby. Like that was my yeah. first snake. That was the Absolutely. you know second snake that I bred. You know, I, I still love ball pythons and I don't have anything against them. I just like a little bit more challenging. And I'll be honest with you. Guess what sells at shows? <laughs> ball pythons. Ball pythons. Like, Absolutely. 100%. Uh, you know, are they get the, you know, the cold shoulder all the time? Yeah, 100% they do because there's so many at shows. But at the end of the day, that's what people are feeling more comfortable to buy at a show. Absolutely. There's, there's not enough information about all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that's mm -hmm. what I think we as, you know, the people that keep all the other different stuff need to put more information out there make keepers feel more comfortable trying out a different species. Cause mm -hmm. if you've never seen a white lip or kept a white lip before, know somebody that has one, you just read how much of an asshole they are and how they'll die real quick. Or like a green tree. You just hear that, you know, you'll kill them real quick and easy. Mm -hmm. uh, but unless you talk to somebody that actually keeps them and things like that, you're not going to want to get into something like that. Mm -hmm. So right. I think showing people that, Hey, it's doable. These are not as difficult as you know, you think as long as you have the knowledge that, it takes to care for them you're set you're good to go oh so, yeah I yeah there's always shown people that a lot yeah. of species that are still plagued by that that old outdated sort of mythology or misinformation I well mean, just talking to tony about his elephant trunk snakes mm -hmm. i was talking yeah. you know because i used to come i used to do like coral reef tanks and stuff so i knew how much could go into you know, aquatic setup right and he's like no way you know he's like no i don't do water changes that much mm -hmm. and he's just like you know so you start thinking about it and like oh maybe you know maybe, maybe you could keep one it's it it's not as bad as you think maybe you know and people ask me about about the dominicans too because they hear you know uh owen from uh, npr always talk about how nasty they are but no, I just I keep like a layer of peat moss and then a layer of cypress mulch on top, and it helps keep the dust down on the peat moss. And then when they go to the bathroom, it just clumps up like kitty litter. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it, you know, everyone has their own little methods of keeping these animals, and it, it could help, you know. So we start sharing that stuff, and it just helps. Mm -hmm. That's I like I always hear that. Like, all white lips are assholes. Go ahead, Jeff. But yep. Um, we most have, of the years are. No, <laughs> <laughs> most of, most of, I'd say about half of them are. Half of them we can handle. Okay. You know? mm -hmm. and okay. One out of three. One out of three, right? <laughs> Mostly with the bigger <laughs> ones are more, more chill because they gain that confidence. I mean, but as baby snakes, just like a Maclet's python. Maclet? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so uh, the Maclet's pythons, they're super defensive <laughs> as babies, just like a carpet python, things like that. So 
I, I accidentally called him Macklets at the oh on God. on Saturday, and he almost kicked me out. So <laughs> I was like, "There's the door, Randy. Get the fuck." Out. <laughs> That's yeah, scientific most... names around here. <laughs> Who sent you? I think most of the issues are is the ball pythons are so popular for so long. Yeah. They've gotten yeah. so popular. They're known to be the simple ones, just generically well, simple. Well, we, we discussed it this weekend. Well. I mean, the one thing I handled a bunch of your stuff. Oh yeah. And cleaning and stuff. The only thing that truly tried to eat me was <laughs> a ball python. So yeah, I really? Things. Yeah. yeah, it's the only thing it really took. I mean, I had the duns out. I had the max out. I had some of the bait. I, I handled throughout between Friday and Saturday in the mornings and the evenings. Handled a variety of different ones all the way down to the max, the sabus. The sabus were a little more cantankerous, but once they were out, it wasn't a problem. But the ball python is the only thing that really took a real swing at me. Yeah. So they, they, they have the general public's view of their accept that they're easygoing more yeah. than the selfies of they really don't want necessarily to strike. But at the same time, I think the problem with the other variety stuff is it's got the bad reputation because the information, like they said, a lot of it's outdated or mm-hmm. it just has the in, the in the social age where a lot of film stuff and when something's small and strikes a lot, we like to film it for some reason. Yep. And then that's yeah. out there. And then you hear, well, this this says, oh, uh, the people keeping it who really like them, they're constantly saying they're a pain in the ass. It's like, well, yeah. if you keep it and you love them and you think it's a pain in the ass, maybe I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is we can, we can kind of deter that because when we keep them and we really like them, we understand the pain in the ass side. But we, yeah. and we say that with an understanding behind it. But we, I don't know that we necessarily comprehend what we're portraying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I, I, and I said it this weekend, talking to people that are interested in the elephant trap. It's not Uh-oh. one for everybody. But. uh respect. Uh oh, Tony. We caught none of that. <laughs> I don't know what she said, but it was it kept good. kept going in and out. I think he might be gone, gone. Uh-oh. Rest in peace. No, yeah. but like, but like he was saying, it's just like, yeah, I nice. think a lot of these people are giving the other species, uh, you know, a chance too. Like, mm-hmm. um, especially when you get a baby, you know, like liasses in general, like the savus or the maclot, that things like that, they are super defensive as babies. You don't give them time, you know, to grow out of that, then you're of or course going to have a bad opportunity. Uh, you just same with baby carpets sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some of them, like our IJs are super, super feisty. Um, but now they're starting to grow out of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you just got to give them the chance. They're not something that's just going to roll over and ball up like a ball python as babies. Um, so I think yeah. more people get more comfortable with reading a snake's behavior and they start to understand it and respect that. I think they'll be set. Yeah. You, well, I think it's, you back? It's also that, also guys. remembering Sorry. that that if things were really as difficult as, as some people make them out to be, then no one would be keeping them. But I mean, right. at the same time, there's that pro and cons, right? Like, like I think white lips are a really good poster child for that. Is like, mm-hmm. 
the Instagram thing, you know, like they're beautiful rainbow, black and white animals. They look great in photos. But then like, you know, people are like, oh, I want a white lip. But I'm like, but do you? Like, yeah, let, me, no. <laughs> let me school you for a second. Like, are you uh, okay with getting bit? Because if you aren't, these are not the animals for you. Because yeah. I have bought and sold them three times. Yeah. <laughs> They're not for everybody. And some people are just no. like, well, I just want that that Instagram, yeah. you know, photogenic yeah. animal for my for my Instagram followers. I'm like, then you want a fucking rainbow boa. Like you right. don't want this animal. Like I promise you you don't want it. You know, and well and- my biggest thing with the white lips is the hydration, right? You cannot yeah. leave them without water for m- not even a day, I would say. Because they are so sensitive on that aspect. They will roll over and die without water. And you know, like so, if yeah. you go on vacations or you want a hands-off approach, like your brettles, they could probably go a couple of days without water and be completely fine. Ball python, same thing. Um, but a white lip, no, not at all. And I think if you're not going prepared with a species like that, then you're not going to be successful at all. Mm-hmm. You're going to just be upset. So yeah, and then uh, you know, then people lose their passion because they might kill their favorite animal, yeah, not knowing, you know, unintentionally, and and they lose that passion. I mean, that's happened to me multiple times like right from the get-go i like fucking cooked a bunch of eggs and i was like fuck this i'm out yeah and then i was like no i'm not <laughs> like it happens mistakes happen and you just kind of have to roll with punches sometimes yeah you see wakandras a lot people get imported animals yep. and then they end up rolling and they're like I, I mean my first chondro like 10 years ago it died and after that i was like i'm never owning these things again yeah yeah it happens it's like this sucks i just spent a ton of money well i mean at the time it was a ton of money because i was I don't know, like 20 or something or not even. And it's, yeah. it was disheartening. It was like, if this is what it's like, then why, like, I don't want these things anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a give and take, right? Unless you're, you could be like Randy and just try three times and then finally decide that they're not for you. <laughs> it's funny because I hear a lot of people say that. They're like, fuck white lips. <laughs> white lips fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> I like the challenge, okay? (laughs) Tony keeps those yellow anaconda, too. I don't know, man, how he does that. You get bit by one of them, and you survive, you'll be good. I mean, I got bit by Nikki, my big green anaconda, when I had her, and I was like, holy fuck, I could have died. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, it it really is getting down to what you actually enjoy, and that's kind of what the – or have really appreciate and have the passion for it. Cause that's Absolutely. the thing is you get in and out of these, you're interested in the white lips, but when you get in and out of it, it's like, well, you, that wasn't, and, and nothing against it. It just wasn't yeah. a project on yep. that side. Exactly. Um, yep. and, and you just got it. And there's nothing wrong with it. Try them. Don't try them. It works. Well, you don't know you if you like them or not until you try them. So that's right. And again, like we said, everybody has their opinions. You're hearing everybody's input, and it's like, well, I'll take your input. That's into consideration. But um, if you truly are passionate about it, it's it's something that even when you lose that one or that two or that three or two, go however many. Hopefully, but uh, I mean, we talked about it this weekend. To be really successful, unfortunately, the fact is, is you're going to lose stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and it's a learning experience. Yeah. Sometimes it's definitely a rough one, and it does weigh on you. But mm-hmm. sometimes those passion ones aren't the common stuff, or aren't something that's readily available. So you have to learn. You may have to learn on the way, or some yeah. things you can find that that care sheet or that assistance or somebody that has that experience you can kind of uh pick the brain of absolutely 
But to your point, Tony, like if you don't have a passion, you're not going to ask those questions. You're not going to no. reach out to people. Yeah. You're just going to fucking, you know, read your do the bare minimum Google care sheet or yeah. you know, listen to a regurgitating Richard on, on how to handle something or how to keep. And that's species. the commons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's why, you know, like. I think we've had that conversation before where social media is, a, is can be good and it can it it has its bad aspects too but i mean it still beats at least trying to manage your learn on the go with the species you know nothing about you yeah. know what i mean yeah henry's been uh harping in me for years to he's like oh you got this you got that he's like you don't care and he was like look you gotta get stuff that you're passionate about you gotta get stuff that you want to interact with, you want to yep. work with it. And I, it took me a long time to figure that out. And I was like, fuck man, he's right. And I got this mm -hmm. and I got that. And now like, I'm constantly enthusiastic about my collection, you know? Yeah. Cause sometimes and we get stuff to like impress other people, I think. And then yep. sometimes you have, to take, a step. Yeah. Get on you have to yeah. take a step back and you just going to be like, what do, what makes me happy? You know, yep. not yep. worrying about what anyone else wants. Corn snakes. Well, that's yeah. the, I like my like, Amazons, man. I love them. And that's but see, like I've kept Amazons, and I like after a while, I finally just decided like those and Antaresia are just not my thing. I love not, Amazons, not your thing. Yeah, but sure. I just you know what I'm yeah, I'm over it. Like I'm, that, I've moved on. Not the my, greens, the, yeah. the green anacondas were like these are awesome and magnificent animals. However, <laughs> it's hard to coordinate cleanings when you know you need two people and, mm -hmm. and you don't have yeah. a, a filtration system set up, and it takes up literally like our entire wall of our room, and you know we yeah. don't have a lot of space. Where to did you keep them at when you had them? In that main room. In their bathtub. In their bathroom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we had a, like where we the had couch was eight. or something. <laughs> no. I, in our in our reptile room, we With had a racks. we had a. An eight by eight by four by three enclosure with a, with a five gallon insert tub and uh, for our big female, our big uh, big Nikki. Um, she well, I mean, she you guys did it right. Yeah. You guys oh did yeah. It right for a green anaconda. Most people don't provide anything. They provide maybe half that size and right. Yeah. Not a water tub that big. In a, so. in a yeah. concrete bin, a concrete whatever. Yeah. The trough. Yeah, Mixing like tubs. a, a yeah. fucking pig trough or whatever. It was. Not normally they're normally they're large water dishes for dogs. Yeah. And yeah. We were, exactly. We were really selective on who they went to because we sold yeah. our female and our two males, and our female and male are adults, and then there's a sub adult male as well. Mm -hmm. And we sold those to a guy that came to Cartfest, actually Donovan. He uh, keeps and breeds retics, mm -hmm. and so we sold him the enclosure and everything like that, and he's got them set up pretty nice. So yeah, I was happy he, to see yeah, because he has that passion for those big species, yeah. and we're like, you know, is that the guy there that his name was Dizzy on his name tag? I don't know if he said dizzy, know. but yeah. dizzy? I know it. He's kind of he's a tall white guy. I don't know. I can't remember what he was wearing. His okay. girl was there, um, but like, yeah, we knew we had a couple other people hit us up, and you know, we we're just like, no. you keep a ball python, or you keep a couple <laughs> of corn. We had a couple people who had like, yeah, I keep you know this, this, this. I'm like, those are all species under like six feet. Do you know what you're getting into? <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, yeah. we have the space. I'm like, that's awesome. I saw the movie with J-Lo and Ice Cube. It shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And, and so we were really selective and we ended up rehoming them because we were just like, you know, these are not for everybody. Yeah, for sure. You know, and we don't want them, you know, we don't want a situation where people get into it and it's just a turns a flipping situation where mm -hmm. they get it, they think they like it, and then they want to turn around and sell it because they don't like them. And... 
yeah, I think as, as keepers and breeders, we need to be more responsible in that way in general. Um, so we were pretty good about who they went to because it's who's that, Randy? That's Gunner. Nice to see you, Gunner. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> He's always up in my grill. <laughs> Sounds like our dogs, but they're upstairs right now. I know so. they're locked up, they're like howling. So what's the uh, what has everyone got planned as far as breeding? Anybody breeding anything this this cooler season, or what's what's the plan for spring? I'll let Randy go first on that one because uh, oh, me, yeah. Um, well, I got uh, my green tree monitors. I'm gonna yes. probably try that soon here if I can uh, find the balls to do that. Um, but then, uh, I got probably three pairs of green tree pythons. So I'm going to at least try one or two of those, yeah. um, that are ready. Um, and then I have four pairs of Amazons that are ready, but I might only try one or two. Uh, and then I have a trio of Dominicans and a pair of Dominicans that are all ready. So I don't want all of them to go. So. <laughs> I'm trying to be selective on what I do. If I can get like one of each species to go, I'll be really happy. Nice. I'm really excited for those green tree monitors, though, man. Yeah, that's those, awesome, man. Yeah, that's yeah, me epic. too. That would be that would be fun. So, Dude, that, that's a, on those. What's that? What's the incubation time on those? That's pretty long, right? Probably like yeah, dude. Like, uh, yeah, it's like a hundred and <laughs> some odd days. Yeah, that's actually not bad for a monitor. Yeah. Okay. Super awesome. How about you, Tony? I might have a few um, pop one carpet clutches. I yes. Call them that. Nice. Um, haven't decided. Still kind of seeing out the females. If I want to give them one more year, or if I if, if I feel like they're ready. Um, and then I'm on the fence about pairing a some ye a yellow anaconda doing a yellow anaconda pair. Brandon's pushing that I should, and I kind of, I don't know, like we were talking about, I don't know that everybody, I don't like to, pr I can produce yellow anacondas, but I don't necessarily like to produce dozens of them. I don't yeah, right. They're a snake that I feel everybody can, or you can be appreciated, and they have a place, and they deserve the respect, but I don't think everybody needs to own Everybody one. is capable, yeah. I it's, always, it's always your buddies telling you to breed stuff. They're not the ones that have to deal with the babies. Yeah, well, he's got a show coming up. <laughs> I'm sending a couple babies with him to see how he, how he does. I was going to say, just send some to him, if not. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the thing I've already told him. I was like, well, next round of holdbacks, uh, you better make room for an enclosure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My room's getting maxed with the holdbacks. But other than that, um, if I can find a male elephant, I'd like to – elephant trunk, I'd like to uh, – put him in and give him a chance and kind of observe that but that I would be interesting but that's one that i don't anticipate so i think on that end i'm gonna have to keep my fingers crossed that my youngest juvenile male is gonna make it to uh document that process so, though if you do it is that would yeah. be awesome mm -hmm. to up. Uh, if, he, if i can grow him all the way up that that'll be one i think that'll be one stage of success that i can i feel like personally i will 
feel comfortable saying I checked off because being able to grow a fresh imported juvenile from basically newborn up to breeding, that would be one check. But then the other thing is I want to do a couple where I have captive, take a captive adult and have successfully transitioned and get it established and then go that far. And then I also want to do a couple more rounds with juvenile, fresh import juveniles, raise them up just to kind of solidify that I feel confident on stuff for that. Is, well. is there even a lot of information as far as those breeding, like in captivity? Is there much information out there as far as? No. They're live bears, right? Yes. There's yeah. little to no information really readily available. Um, you get the scientific stuff, but even the scientific stuff, they can't really find them, mm -hmm. study them too well. Um, so you're very limited and a lot of it's outdated and older stuff, but they're said the, to the be, gestation and stuff would be really interesting to watch. Yeah. I'm going with, I'm going with the approach that they're going to basically react or, or breed like my anacondas in a sense. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of using what I would do with them, which is really not much um, and just let the weather and ambient kind of take charge. But I, I'm, I'm interested to see how think? it goes. Huh? You think they're spring breeders or? I don't think they're spring breeders. I don't think so. I think they're going to be, they're going to fall right in line. They're Indonesian. So I think they're going to just okay. a yeah. little bit of temperature change. Doesn't really matter. Okay. I think it's going to be a little bit of temperature change and just the right, hey, you guys are together and you're in mm -hmm. right. So one advantage that I've seen is I can at least cohab them to get without mm -hmm. any concerns or issues so that makes that part of the breeding part of it a little easier it's just now you have to kind of i personally will have to keep a little bit closer eye just to see what's going on and how they're interacting don't let the facebook police hear you say cohab though <laughs> i'll take i'll take all the let rations. your house burn down i'll take all the rations yeah. cohab, i'll do that off and on <laughs> elephant you gotta do what you gotta do man I've been open with those. Go ahead and tell me I'm wrong and they have to be separate. I actually have footage um, of two adults actively mid hunt striking for the same fish and one mid strike deterring itself, realizing it was going to get the other. So they, uh, they, their sense of touch is pretty, pretty extreme. So I'm not worried about cohabbing them. And I think we personally put a lot of, we're too clean with ours. So that's why cohabbing is not necessarily the greatest. And then we like to put the smallest amount of space to be able to get the, mace, the most amount of species. So I can't cram. Hey, I can't cram in the same room for days on end without having some kind of <laughs> happiness, the argument, or some kind of event going on. Right? Yeah, percent. Absolutely. Uh, Phil, were you going to say something about the green tree monitors? Yeah. No. I, I mean, I. I've never personally kept them, uh, but I know a couple of people by me that are acquaintances, if you will, mm -hmm. they honestly, they cohab them. They always cohab them. And yeah. then like, and they would just check the nest box and look, there's eggs and that was it. And like, I know yeah. I have friends that was successful and they never even saw a lock or nothing. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I have, I had a, a cage built that has like a trap door so I can close them off if I actually want to separate them on each side. And each side I have like the, the identical amount of heat and light sources. So it's like two cages connected. Yeah, that's, that's the way awesome. to do it, I think. Yeah, like with anything. We'll see. We'll see. You know? I, I have a trio in there and everyone's telling me not to do it with a trio, but I always tell people I have to learn the hard way 
for some reason. So I'm going to try it, but I'm going to be able to separate one out if I see something happen. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I, cool, I, I think it's as long as there's enough space for everyone to get away from yep. each other and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't see what the big deal is. I, mean, I think I truly think there's some species that actually do better when they're cohabbed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Riley's already pointed that out with the the, the Malagasy hogs. He, he yep. notices a very big difference that those do better when they are housed together rather than apart. And I think even with yep. a Jansen eye, my Jansen eye seem to do really well together, and I keep them my, pretty much cohabbed all the time now. My Dominicans do amazing. In fact, to breed them, I've talked to Crutchfield, and he says that you have to pretty much put a whole bunch of them together. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put That's three of them of together, and, um, and, and then I'm going to put a pair together. But I anticipate the trio to go and the pair not to. So that, we'll see. that's one one male to two females when you're that three. Yeah, two, okay, yeah, cool. two males to one female. Yeah, okay. and the, the males they all they don't combat or anything. They all just snuggle up in the hide. I've already like tried to introduce them to see how it was going to be, and yeah, they've been chill so far. So good. That'd be interesting to see the two, especially if you do the comparison side by side of the single. Yeah. Dedicated pairing versus the the jumbled pair. Yeah. How how far out are you from breeding those? They'll be breeding this season. This season, cool. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. They're five coming on six, so I probably won't get anything until the second time I try to breed them. But we'll see. Fingers crossed, man. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I want to add some Dominicans, man. So. <laughs> Y'all made oh, any yeah. head headway with the cyania? I think she's going to go again. Um, I'll be honest with you. Just, I don't know why, but I just, her behavior is different than normal again. So we lost that one egg that we got um, Mm -hmm. due to that heat wave. It dried Mm -hmm. it out and I did not think about it. And it just dried it out way too much when that room got, you know, 95 plus in that room and I couldn't control that temperature in there. So yeah, sadly that we lost that one egg, but I'm hoping that we can get more eggs out of her. Um, We do cohab our pair. um, Mm -hmm. It does. They do well together. We got multiple hides. We added an arboreal hide over the weekend, and uh, the female just stays up there now. Um, oh, yeah, man. So, they, they love the shit out of those things. Yeah, yeah so they got kind of like a, a bottom hide on the ground floor. They got a kind of like a mid-high hide with a big cork bark. Um, I know. You're giving them hide. too many hides. I couldn't find them when I was there. I was like, where <laughs> the are they? Goddamn like, hides. Not people let you know where she's at, though. Oh, so. yeah. She'll poke her little head off. She's like, hey, what's up, motherfucker? Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right on. But I, I hope that having that many hides in there gives them, you know, makes them feel more comfortable and they want to breed. The hard part is finding the eggs if she does give them to us. So we're constantly just kind of just checking in there and uh, seeing That's what's going thing. on. So, yeah. but the cyania, hopefully, man, hopefully they go. I want, I would love did, to get some babies from them. Can, can you tell? I mean, do they balloon up pretty well when they're gravid or oh, yeah. is it pretty subtle? From no, what Justin says, they do. So. It's pretty yeah, obvious. It's pretty obvious. Yeah, they're not they're not heavy body snakes to begin with. So anytime, that's what I figured. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like an obvious. Amazon when it has an ovulation, it's like whoa. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The hard part is just keeping an eye on them and finding them. So, but uh, okay. other than that, I mean, I think we're gonna go for the inlands this year. Uh, yeah. We have them paired up, obviously. Um, so they're of size, of course, of age, and so hopefully we can just cycle them correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. Again. Yeah, Demeros, we're going to go for another litter with our. Uh, we gave Rose of the last year off, so we're going to attempt that one again mm-hmm. with a different male yeah. this time. Get some different blood in them. Um, How's the that Apidora, litter that you guys had when you were on the show last time doing? So uh, good and it's, bad. I mean, 
we got three live babies. Um, one had a umbilical we had a ton issue. Of dead ones, though. That was yeah, five stillborns and yeah. uh, like four or five slugs. First time mom, so we're not too upset. She's kind of old. She's twelve years old. Um, it's but a, yeah, it's the first time breeding too. So. It's first time breeding, and so we got two live babies that the female we held back, and then our, our buddy Dan McMillan. Uh, I'm not sure if he's in the chat, but he's gonna get the male since he got a female from our last litter from Rose. So yeah, um, get different blood and small litter. But you know, I'm just happy the female's okay, and yeah. we got you know some healthy babies out of it. So um, not too bummed about that because the worst thing that can happen with breeding is the female doesn't recover well at all. But she's slamming food again, and she's looking good. So yep. the the apador we're playing around with now that we know we have a pair. Um, I don't know because that's terrifying. <laughs> just because yeah. uh, you know they eat each other apparently right yeah. be like a might be a problem thing. might be and you know it's even more scary get those wise cameras and just hook them up bluetooth it to your phone or wi-fi so you can see I don't that know, shit though, if, you're, if you're not home and they're doing like yeah, something bad is happening and you ain't stopping it anyways you just get to sit no. there and watch them you watch just gonna watch it on the way home stop it's even more scary with them as strong as they are oh yeah because yeah. i don't know if i would be able to get them off each other like um, watching y'all try to get that alcohol. hook back the other night was pretty pretty entertaining <laughs> in itself no, oh I don't God, know what what, what what you would do. Just leave them alone or dunk them in a thing of water or something. Well, yeah. when they take the hook. All we have to, all we can do is leave them alone. Like, hey, thirty mm-hmm. minutes, just get comfortable and let go, please. Yeah, you know, we've, so. we've done have to do that twice now with them. We're we're just like, cool. All right, well, the hook's now yours. Yeah, all and then right, Mark comes it. over there and just slaps them on the head. So I don't know. Maybe it's just us. <laughs> we're trying to figure. <laughs> it out. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we want live animals. Like we're not, you know. Like if we do it, it's definitely gonna be like a team effort. We're gonna have to like do. It. We're both home. We both have like several hours. Just available. <laughs> a bucket of water. To some wash them. Yeah, rubbing alcohol, spray, whatever. Everclear available. Be... You know the whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's oh, taking a freezer, shot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But another thing too is uh northern white lips. Um. Mm-hmm. We have a a big female. I sent Phil a picture of our adult female. She's a crazy person. Um, but she so I'm kind of we're kind of nervous about that because she is psychotic. Like she, yeah, uh, she strikes at everything that moves. So putting the mail in there is kind of nerve wracking. But we're gonna try those. I think our southerns. We talked to Ryan. I'm back. And, there uh, he is. Hey Tony. Hey. Yeah, Hi, Tony man. dropped and then Phil dropped. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> but uh, the northerns. Yeah, we're gonna try those. The southerns. I think they're too small. Just talking to Ryan and Mark, they think the same. Um, they're of age. You know, the female. I think she's about to turn six. So I guess we just got to, you know, feed her some more and get mm-hmm. her up more size. Um, the olives, uh, we're, we decided we're going to hold off on that just because she's a little bit on the small side. She is six years old now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, better safe than sorry next year. Right. So, yeah. Um, when in doubt, wait it out. Exactly. exactly. We're not in no rush. We're in this hobby for a long time. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If we got to wait another year for all the babies, we'll wait another year. Um, ball python wise, we got a lot of pied projects we're excited about. Um, I'll Hypo let her kind of talk pie, about yeah, those. Yeah, stuff. Ultramel Yeah. Fucking desert ghosts. Desert ghost pied stuff. Um, clowns. A lot of recessives. We still have all the babies from last season or this season. So yeah, we haven't really sold much. Yeah. We haven't even posted anything up. So like, we have seventy babies, I think, right now. That you know we're feeding and you know everything like that, taking care of. So we're just now starting. 
figure out what we want to hold back um, and then what we want to sell. So now we got to figure out what we're pricing it at, get pictures of it, get it posted up on more market, that kind yeah. of thing. So, but it's, then at the same time, we're trying to think about what we're, the hangs we're going to do. So, yeah, what we're going to, yeah, the whole back stuff's always the hardest. But I think it, it's kind of nice when we have shows quarterly because it gives you that time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there are times where I'm like, okay, I just wish we had a show like this month right after you know we hatch a bunch of shit and Mm -hmm. we're ready to rock and roll and go to new homes but no we have to wait four months (laughs) you know it's either you sell everything either online which is these days can be kind of sketch or you just wait and just plump everything up for a show and we decided to kind of just plump everything up for the show yeah because we're at capacity right now in our main room as far as babies go we have no empty bins um and then we have room upstairs in our quarantine room a ton of empty rack space for babies adults subadults whatever but ideally we stay in the main room so um (laughs) hopefully we'll get some babies moved out at this next show that's going to be in hillsborough next month and uh oregon we can start kind of feeling a little bit of relief as far as, you know, feeding and cleaning. We, luckily we have some help. Uh, Amanda, she's in the chat Panda. Um, she helps out with, uh, helping clean our babies for us, which is awesome. Um, cause they're, they poop and pee so much. It's insane. Yeah. Like Jesus. The Hillsborough show for anybody who's going, who's in the chat, who wants to go, it's in Hillsborough, Oregon, October 9th and 10th. It's a two day show. So it should be good to be, it should be a good show to go down there. Yeah, those are always fun. Yeah, Hillsboro. Yeah, well, yeah. Portland's usually the biggest one, but with all the rioting mm-hmm. in Portland and all the other bullshit that's going down. Yeah, there, fuck like, all that. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was the like the best show. So I'm hoping that Hillsboro mm-hmm. will kind of make up for it, and a lot of people will show up and and have a good time. So agreed. Yeah. I said yeah. a big old toad hopping in my garage. That's amazing. Go catch it. It's a feeder. It's gonna pee all it's over me. That's okay. <laughs> I want to see Toad. Phil said a big a storm hit and he lost everything, so he's out. So I was gonna say, yeah, I saw the lightning and I thought it was like car lights or something. I was like, oh no, that's lightning. <laughs> see, this looks like a freaking spade foot. This thing's huge. If it is, Jesus. yeah, grab it. Get Put it. On camera. Get it. Get it. Go herping. <laughs> Live. Do you guys find that most people in the area are itching to get out? Uh, I think so. Like, especially just the turnout at Carpet Fest. I didn't expect yeah. as many people to come. I think people uh, wanted to hang out with reptile people. They wanted yeah, to hang I out with the network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing. It was definitely a sigh of relief actually just chatting with everybody. Let's see this. What has he got? Uh oh. No. <laughs> Lost it. Reptile food's gone. Jump on it. I like how you got rid of the anacondas, but then you got Apodora. Yeah, and that was the part of the discussion. Like, hey, you know, know. we started looking at Apodora. That's a oh, that is so adorable. Oh Oh my god! Hey, nice. Did it pee on you yet? No. Name it R. Kelly. Lick it, lick it. R. Kelly. Wow, that's beautiful. Look at those eyes. That is nice. That is not like the toads we see here or in Kansas. Uh, That's nice. That's really cool. Look at those colors. (laughs) Jesus. But uh, yeah, like a big thing with the the anacondas were like, hey, we want to get an Apodora. Uh, They're also big snakes. How much room do we have? Um, What project do we want to focus on? And like I've talked, me and Hakidra talked about, and I think Tony, we talked about too. Um, some species are just not for everybody and you got to figure out what you want to keep. Um, sometimes space is a factor, care is a factor, behavior is a factor. 
and ultimately we decided, hey, Anacondas is not a project we want to pursue. Yeah. Um, but Avadora is, let's go ahead and move out our group of Anacondas to somebody that is knowledgeable and ready to take that challenge on. And let's go ahead and keep something that we're more passionate about. And I think that's yeah. what we did. Yeah. Yeah, that's smart, though. It's hard to do, though. I'll tell you that much. Because you put all that time it and is. effort into those animals. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I had to do that too. Like last year, I just told myself, I was like, ah, I'm starting to get kind of Noah's Arky here. I need to get rid of some of these onesies, twosies, you know, like, and just focus on the species that I really, really enjoy. I'm just too busy to have a whole bunch of pets. And it's hard to do that, but it's definitely a conversation that people have to have with themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I've sold my whole collection in 2014. That was tough. Yeah. You know? You can always get back into the hobby, but you'll never get those animals again. No, and that and that's a big thing too. Is like we don't want to have that regret. Like, hey, I wish I had never sold that animal. Oh, um, you will on some, but you know, it just depends on the situation. You know, if yeah. it comes down to making a payment on something or whatever the situation. Like snakes are just a luxury. No, yeah, hundred percent. That's why it's a hobby. It's not like our job. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I never want this to become a full time gig. Just personally. Um, because same here. I don't want to lose. That's the why. I, absolutely. That's why people ask me all the time. Hey, Randy, why don't you have like a business name or anything like that? And it's like, well, you know, I do my construction thing and that keeps me busy, but that's not my love. My love is the snakes, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so people can come and talk to me personally, Randy, you know, there's no business name. It, it may morph into that later on, but right now I just want to just, it's just my hobby. And I want, uh, I don't want insurance companies to look at it and think that I have a business too. Yeah. That, that's that. a whole nother story. You already got two businesses, right? Yeah, I have yeah. two. So, you know, I couldn't imagine trying to find insurance for reptile business. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. Well, My I mean, broker would have a heart attack. Who have a hobby <laughs> of their hobby yeah. essentially. And I'm like, eh. Money, yeah. Like, the money we dump into our animals is enough. I don't think I can afford another hobby. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I try to go fishing sometimes, but it gets expensive. And I'm like, uh, well, you know, I need yeah. to get a box of feeders here soon. Yeah. Or I can get a new rod and reel, but it's about the same cost. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I, I think, like, at the end of the day, like, especially with, like, I think with us, because we have so many different animals, like, there's different care that's required you know, different requirements for every different species, right? And so it takes a lot of time. And and I think the hardest challenge for us in the beginning was really like, you know, spending that how we're gonna spend our time. You know, we're gonna do feedings on this day, we're gonna try to do cleanings on this day. So we have a lot of that excess time to just spend together. Yeah. You know, and that's and then, you know, coming home every day after work and then being like, fuck, I don't want to get to that point where I'm like, fuck, I gotta go clean the animals. You yeah. Know? You guys go. pretty good about staying on that schedule? Uh, it kind of fluctuates, to be yeah, honest. We're pretty good though, for the but, most yeah. part, I think. And yeah. we have help, like you know, we, you know, our thing. friend Amanda. She loves getting experience as far as the different species that we have, different, you know, the amount of collection. Yeah, uh, yeah that's like bitching that. so, when you have someone like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that she's a lifesaver on that part because it helps keep it enjoyable for us because we do have a, yeah. I think a decent size collection and cleaning can be a pain and so when you have help it's definitely especially with the feeders so 
we mm-hmm. re- we decided to do our own feeders because of the cost. Like we have a lot of animals. I don't want to be spending that much money on frozen thawed. Plus, where the hell do you keep the feeders? <laughs> I did that Friday night. I was like, wait a minute. Saturday morning, I looked at him. I was like, wait, we talked all day about you guys. Feeders. Where's the yeah. rodents? They're at, they're at my desk. The <laughs> oh, good. A good one. Yeah, yeah. I would do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so he does all the like daily, you know, upkeep, you know, water, making That's sure the water's good. Pretty good food. gig. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. We could I not have done it without him. I talked about my dad so much because he's so just supportive. like, he's a fucking sweet dad. Like, he's awesome. That's good. He's amazing. He, he's retired. He like he actually kind of enjoys it because, you know, he'll tell you though. He'll tell you how much he hates it, but I'm like, Dad, I know you like this. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah that's how men are, though. You know, we like to talk, yeah. ah, fuck this shit. And we're yeah. back doing it the next day. Like, you got too many snakes. Oh, we should build another rat rack. <laughs> yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we should make it fit in here a little nicer. Oh, really? Okay. Are y'all and, using the cement mixer tubs? Yeah, yeah, we do. Okay. So me and we, me and Jake need to build another rack, at least one more rack, and I want to build some with those. If, yeah, we're nice. gonna do something a little bit different. So, like, we have the smaller uh, cement tub mixing tubs, and then there's the bigger ones. And we're gonna start. We've seen some people use those with larger groups of rats yeah. and have success. And so, we're gonna build a couple racks of those here pretty soon. But as far as like the rodents, though, the the rodents themselves are completely fine. Like breeding, cleaning, things like that. That's that's fine. However, when you have a wild rat that starts chewing your water lines and flooding tubs, yeah. that's when it becomes very stressful. Yeah. Like this, there's a wild rat that we cannot catch. You know, we we don't want to mm-hmm. put poison in there because then it dies somewhere we can't find it, and that would be a pain in the butt. So, yeah. Late, just recently, he started. You know, we buy a cruise rodent feed, and we, you know, we buy like a pallet at a time, so we store all the bags in our, the garage. And he's just figured out recently how to bite into those bags and steal I'm that like, food. There are there troughs of food available. You don't need to bite anything. To they get used it. to do that with the dog food when I worked at Walgreens. Yeah, oh, it, exactly. It's like, why? We had to throw yeah. away so much product because of damn rats. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So we started using uh, trash bins, the, the brute Rubbermaid. Mm-hmm. And so we, now we fill those up and they're pretty secure and tough, I think. So hopefully he doesn't figure out how to chew into that. I don't think so, but you never know. It's a rat. So I know. cross our fingers. Yeah. And then, see, mine are in that outside barn. And so we get rats in there periodically. And I have okay. poison laid out. And if they die in there, whatever, you know, I'll yeah. deal with the smell. I don't care. Yeah, my dad's not really fond of that idea. So uh. he's, yeah, he's scared it's gonna crawl up into the you know the attic or whatever and die and then yeah, like never the get it. I don't know. That stuff's like... pretty acts pretty quick. Does yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, it, I don't think it's a slow. It's not a slow death. I don't think it's it's oh, okay. pretty fast. Yeah, we're tempted. We're tempted. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful with your dogs and cats and stuff yeah. around too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he has a cat, so that's another. I think another fear is like. I'm sure she'll catch. She's caught one or two mice that have gotten out. Because mm-hmm. uh, those little hoppers, they're quick as hell. And then if they get behind something, it's damn near impossible sometimes to try to catch them. They're gone. Because my dad has power tools and like table saws and shit. So you can't really like move a lot of stuff mm-hmm. around too much. Yeah. Especially not and quickly. So like if something gets out, you're like, fuck. <laughs> like it's just like a whole thing because you literally have to move yeah. everything out to find You need to just get like a couple rat terriers. I know, <laughs> right? Garage no. dogs. Just get it. Yeah. No. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> no, my dog. I'll let you borrow my dogs. They they always hunt at night. I'll just hear him just flipping rats around. Just holy oh, shit. Jesus <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Being able to like feed your own feeders, know what you're feeding, you yeah, know what your animals right. are eating, things like that, and yeah. like just 
the cost of it too. Like, hey, I can just mm-hmm. you know pick any size I want. Yeah, um, there's not a lot. Of, you don't need to coordinate with somebody an hour and a half away like I used to to be like, hey, I need to come up on Saturday at 10 a.m. You know, spend an hour and a half to get down there, yeah. three hours to get back because of traffic. You guys just do home. rats, or do you no. rats and mice? Rats and mice. Rats and mice. Do you quail next? Oh, we tried quail. We did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not not fun. No. Wild rat came and killed our entire colony. Or like. 40 see i've been thinking about the quail because i like feeding quail to a lot of things like my my monitors they love that the green tree pythons they freaking love that stuff so yeah it's a good source of food like it's they say pretty small we had like this really nifty like rack bird system thing or whatever you know we had like the poop trough or whatever we you know we had the whole nine yards for them and like in a week, we had a, a rat that was living under the patio. We caught it on camera one time. We're like this little fucking That's thing. That's nuts. And it came through. It was and vicious. It, like, ripped them through like the half inch grate, like on the bottom. It ripped them through the mm-hmm. bottom and shit. I'm like, what the? This thing is like. We have demonic. raccoons will do that with chickens and stuff around. Yeah, here. they will. Ra- that's yeah. why we thought it was Brutal. a raccoon, but it, it was a fucking rat. Like yep. it was a rat doing this thing. It got to the point where he was just in. killing them. He wasn't even yeah. eating them. He just killed fifteen fucking of them at a time. And Dominus Rex style, just fucking slaughter a whole <laughs> shelf, and then go up the next <laughs> night and go slaughter everything, and then like, dude's a maniac. Yeah, it was that was that was a kick in the stomach, but you know, because we hatched those out because we got eggs from a local quail breeder. Um, yeah. which is, I think what we're going to start doing is getting, you know, some quail from him just mm-hmm. for feeders wise, because mm-hmm. it is a lean, you know, leaner meat and, and they hatch yeah. in literally 12 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they really? 12, yeah. They hatch in 12 yeah. Like 12 days. to 16 days or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why I was thinking about to investigate it. that. Yeah. yeah. Thing yeah. And the thing is, if, you, them, but... if you're worried about viruses and stuff, like just freeze it first, yep. Yep. you know, just freeze it first. You know, like I know Harlan says a lot about that, but yeah. Just yeah. freeze it first, man. Yeah, Harlan scares me as far as birds go. He's like, yeah, do not feed birds, you know. No, this, people have been doing it for a long time. You know, everyone has their own methods, and I'm sure, like, he has some, you know, there, there is something to what he has to say about it. Yeah. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, you can be gun-shy like that about everything. They eat these in the wild. You know, they are eating mostly birds, Absolutely. in my opinion, in the wild, especially, like, scrub mm-hmm. pythons, carpets. I think it's mostly a matter of making sure they're coming from a clean stock. Yes, absolutely. What's your source, you know? So, but I know, like, you can buy, I think you can buy eggs off eBay now and incubate them and hatch them. Yeah. Yeah, My dad used to buy peacock and turkey eggs off eBay and and hatch them. It's crazy. Like, they ship them to you and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy we know, he does it for uh, their meat birds. Mm -hmm. So, we know that they're good stock because he's selling adults as, you know, poultry meat yeah. for, yep. for humans so like you can't run a <laughs> you know run a thing with you, know, you have parasites or whatever you're, you're yeah you're i think you have to have a usda off. if you're selling them yeah yeah so. yeah i'm not sure if this guy does i didn't check but yeah he's in arlington so i don't know i know you do for small mammals but yeah yeah, me and Jake might have to look into that because my dad used to have some too. He used to have a lot of chickens and stuff, and so there's an old pen that we used for quail. Yeah, but we gave up on it because we used to have yellow rats bust into that that cage and they'd eat <sighs> eat all the freaking eggs I bet, and the birds. Yeah, yep. if you're gonna do quail though, I I reckon you can't do chickens. I recommend doing like a quail, you know, like rack system, and which is super easy to do, and mm-hmm. have chickens. Yeah, send too, me a picture of that it. if you have that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, chickens. Sure. I don't have. We don't have chickens anymore, but 
They, they, they would act as like a protector almost. You like know, quail eggs, I like know. feeding to, to the rat snakes and stuff. They, they'll eat quail eggs. The boiga, the cyania, they'll, they'll eat the shit out of some quail eggs. I haven't yeah. tried that yet. I kind of want to. My now. female goes nuts over quail eggs. My male, he, kinda, he, doesn't, he doesn't care about them. But... You just set them in there or what? Yeah, I'll get them. Like, we have a, a grocery store sells them by the dozen for like five bucks, and I'll let them get to room temperature because they're usually refrigerated. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just pop like two or three in there where there's sometimes four and they're gone. Like, you I've put them in a little nest. Yeah, I just made them whole. Okay. I just put them in a deli cup. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. It's kind of neat. I've seen, yeah, I've seen some people who make like a little fake mm-hmm. nest. Like, I've thought about it. That she Don't you care. guys, Kendra, have like a like a Asian market next to you guys? Yeah, yeah right down the have, street. Yeah, yeah, it's not too far. Yeah, market. they would probably sell all that good stuff. Yeah, frog legs, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We saw some weird shit in there. We were in there the other day because we went to get sushi. I was just like, Chicken hearts. I don't yeah. know how to say this, but I think something we own will probably eat it. Like I don't know what yeah, this is. Absolutely. I think it's a fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it to my yeah. monitors. They don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gila food, baby. Let's go. Yeah, right. Uh, I watched yeah, watching her eat just today. Or yeah, was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday was yesterday. just crazy. I, I kinda wanna give her some eggs just to see kind of what she does. Because oh, I imagine gila? gila monsters are yeah. eating eggs in the wild. But, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Huh? Did we name her? No, we don't have a name for her yet. So, okay. Someone help us out with that. Yeah, name our Gila monster. We think it's a girl, but we didn't ultrasound it. So, I don't know how to sexually te- Technically, monster. we don't know. <laughs> Tequila, I don't think the you can tell. You. I think you, right? You have. Yeah, have you gotta, to like... you gotta like ultrasound them. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's everything I've read is to to really confirm mm-hmm. you have to ultrasound them. You know what I've also heard too is it the Gila monsters or skinks, blue tongue skinks? But someone said that they held a light up to the bottom of them and they were able to see the shadows of the hemipedes. I've heard that, that in like crested geckos and like yeah, if they're small enough, I'm sure, small. and if it's a bright enough light, probably yeah. yeah. No, no, no. These were adults LED or something. They... Oh. No, I. It may have been Shane from I don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but. Someone told me about that. Yeah, Shane from Evergreen. I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I mean, if you got a bright enough light, I'm sure it would work. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense. Yeah, surely Jeff has one of those hardcore LED lights around somewhere to, to blind somebody <laughs> from the moon. <laughs> yeah, definitely don't own any stream lights here. No, no, they're bright as hell. I mean, I, we could give it a try. Just see what happens. Yeah, just to see. Mm-hmm. Is. I'd be interested in knowing too. I mean, you got to come hold her though, Randy. That's I'm down as long as I don't have a couple beers first. I'm down to hold her. Yeah, right. <laughs> you yeah. know, he like opened the cage. I'm like, well, we don't have to do it now. I just had a couple beers. <laughs> Everybody was asking to hold it though. I'm like, ah, no. Yeah. Can I hold yeah, it? No, no, yeah, I know better. Yeah, it's like when everyone finally got their liquid courage to like like want to handle stuff. That's when they're like, "Yeah, can we hold that?" I'm like, "No." No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forgot. How many That's the last thing. Drinksy pot tonight. No, thank you. I don't. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked if they could hold the cyanide, and I'm like, I do not want to have a bite, and then you just have a bad reaction at my house. Yeah. yeah. See, I would ask to hold it if I was there alone, though. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like Tony mm-hmm. was there the that Friday or whatever, and we took her out because it was just. Tony and us, right? Mm-hmm. But when there's yeah. like you know 35 people there around you, no, yeah, there's not yeah it's a little different, especially as as the, visual the way as you guys are. Yeah, the way you guys had it too, like you had like locks or something on the cages. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Dude, that's pin. that was sweet because I, you know, I would be worried about people like cracking stuff yeah. or trying yeah. to touch shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, that it was, was, like it was my, awesome. That was my concern about so with some of those cages. So we ended up getting, uh, like these baby locks that are meant yeah. for like holding cabinet doors shut or whatever. Because yeah. I was yeah. just like, like you can just flip those things up and just open the doors. And I was like, oh yeah, eh. yeah, absolutely. Like, we're gonna be around and other people will be around, but like I just don't want to tempt somebody. Yeah, like, no, it's not yeah. worth it. You don't want your animal to get hurt, nor anyone else. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, you know, and it's just like, yeah. If you ever host a carpet fest, lock have locks for your stuff. It's a lifetime oh, yeah. favor. Peace yeah. of mind. Mm-hmm. Peace of mind. Absolutely. Yeah. And poop spray. Less yeah. Poop spray. Yeah. <laughs> I did not imagine. Now twenty bottles of Jägermeister apparently. Bo- yeah, we, I think we went through two bottles of Jäger because of Brandon. <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, I was like, I had two, and I was. Like, yeah, he handed me a cup, and I handed it right back, and I said, "No, I gotta drive, dude." And I he's had, sitting like, there shaking it up, and it's all fizzing everywhere because he's put. Oh god! In it. He's like, ah, sometimes you gotta burp it a little bit. I'm like, yeah. And then we had a mop That's before funny. the next day. Monster was everywhere. Thank God it was in the concrete in the yeah. garage versus like mm-hmm. my fucking carpet. Out of the yeah, that would have sucked. <laughs> yeah, if I lived closer, dude, I would have helped you guys like clean up and shit. I can only imagine. It was probably hell afterwards. Huh? It actually wasn't that bad. Like we had oh, good. trash cans strategically placed. Yeah. Yeah, they're bonus. Have lots of fucking trash cans and like yep. those yard beast bags. Cause yeah, shit. like construction size bags. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We had like four them. of them in the back of the truck and that was just from that one night. And I was like, damn, there's a lot of trash. Our trash people are going to hate us, but yeah. Yeah. So and they were all really respectful though. I think yeah, just having good people show up. not Because like we didn't post our address, you know, out publicly. Yeah. We had people message right. us, hey, if you're wanting to come, shoot, shoot me a message so I know who you are. Um, not just p- random people showing up. Um, yeah. Then we had some people that messaged us and were like, "Hey, uh, what kind of carpet pythons are you guys selling at this uh, this expo?" Oh. I'm like, "It's not an expo. <laughs> You're wrong idea of what's going on at this event." Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I kind of told them, "Hey, it's a barbecue and things like that." And then some people messaged, "Hey, can we bring our stuff?" No, you can't. Yeah. Uh, not Please that kind don't. of event. Yeah. Please yeah. don't. Yeah. I'll Please tell you, go home, yeah. and I don't want to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, because a big thing, you know, something like this is you're inviting people around your collections. You don't want to yeah. have somebody bring mites to it. So, not everybody or got even something say. worse than that. Mites, no, are, I know. mites like that. are the least of my worries mm-hmm. at this point. Mites I can handle, but like but crypto and Nido yeah. and stuff, that's mm-hmm. a whole other story. But yeah. yeah you really, know. So, a few yeah. people got to hold stuff, you know, people that we trust, like Randy, obviously, you know, things like that. So, yeah. But Ideally, cool. we'd have like a foot wash, but you know, yeah, that set up in time. Yeah. So I, your like, well, I mean, you come in here. Yeah, <laughs> for, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think for like experience keepers, they know when they're going to someone else's collection, like they take a shower first. It's yeah. just yeah. like proper mm-hmm. etiquette. So, I mean, I'm going out somewhere anyway, so I shower first, you know, and I don't mm-hmm. go into my my collection before I go to yours. Yes, I you know people need to start thinking like that. I think. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, that's why we emphasize a lot about, like, quarantining and, like, you know, just mm-hmm. good practices, not only with other people's animals, but your own, like, you know, practice makes perfect kind of thing. And I think a lot of people just, you know, they're, this is, uh, they're pets, they're not necessarily in the breeder side, and, and they don't right. understand that. Um, so that's why we try to educate a lot of people on the importance of it, because they just don't know, you know, it's like, oh, I have a corn snake at home. What you know? What diseases are could it possibly give your collection? It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, list, but <laughs> mm-hmm. 
that's like we don't we, we do unboxing videos we're pretty clear like hey we are unboxing this in our quarantine room we're not unboxing this in our snake room i'm gonna put it in a quarantine rack in our snake room oh that's like, like the that biggest is not happening I have ever. but i know understand like i know a lot of like the bigger breeders they don't even quarantine they just you know hey i don't have the space for it everything's in this area so it's yeah. kind of we definitely do just because that's, that's the dice wanna, they want to roll i don't want to introduce yeah. anything to my it's into our collection because you know, you, you put a lot of collection? no. I said ours. Wow. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> <laughs> he was saying his ball pythons, though. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like, because you put a lot of money in this hobby. If something happens, yeah, yeah absolutely. All that, like time, money, passion. Well, that like, think about how dumb you'd feel if you lost all the work that you've put into things because you mm-hmm. were too lazy to separate something. You know? Yeah, I'd I'd feel like a pretty big idiot. Yeah, I mean, it is, yeah. it's crazy because people experience that all the time. You know, mm-hmm. they get mice in like their entire collection because they, cause they brought home an animal directly from an expo or whatever, you know, from somebody they trusted, you know, like a friend. Oh. Or whatever, oh, I've done know? that before. Yeah, years yeah, ago, I've like, done that. And you, yeah. you, you know, when you, you know, you mess up, you're like, holy shit, this sucks. Then, yeah. you, you know, but you got- it takes people telling you over and over again. And sometimes you still don't understand. Yeah, we've yeah. gotten mice just from going to a show. And you know, oh really? Not even like picking an animal up? Not even getting an yeah. animal at the show. Yeah. And wow. It's to that point to where it's just like you need to, even if you don't pick up an animal, you need to have proper yeah. quarantine for yourself. Like, hey, go home, yeah. put your clothes in the washer, shower. Yeah. Be mindful. Yeah. yeah. Be mindful of the vendors that are there. If you know they're bringing in a lot of wild caught stuff, because that's where we got it from. It was from an uh, importer who was at one of the shows. Yeah. You know, and they had oh, a yeah. lot of variety, whatever. But like, just try like to be you know, cautious and, mm-hmm. and know who's going to be there. No, you know, proper sanitization when you get home, whatever, this, that, and the other, just be careful. Cause you just, I'd rather, yeah, I just rather spend the extra time, you know, and taking 45 showers than, you know, trying to fucking, uh, you know, do treatments on my, for mites on a hundred plus animals. I'm not doing 45 yeah. showers, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But yeah, just be prepared for that and be precautious. And Justin, All right, you gotta come back. You gotta come to the yeah. next one, though. Justin, he's like, smart. Real, like, I know. We'll take care of you if you come out carpet. I def- yeah, yeah, I definitely want to. Come. We're gonna have to figure it out. The we'll uh, out an air mattress freeze or something. It's uh, a matter of the the work schedule. That's that's been a pretty big pain in the ass. Yeah, you gotta change maybe, that. So I'm thinking about that. Maybe yeah. that yeah. may be that may be being fixed. So. We'll good. see. But, Yay! Okay, hopefully for the yeah. good reasons. We're, at, uh, we're about two and a half hours. Nah, it's, oh, shit. It, to be determined. Time flew, man. Um, Time flew. It, it, yeah. it always does when we, you're uh, talking to good people. So. Phil wanted me yeah, to make t- sure that I let everyone know that the newest episode of Venomous Etiquette videos is now up on here on YouTube. Awesome. So please Oh, good. He's doing that again. Him. Good. Yes. Absolutely. He finally dropped That's the amazing. second episode. I haven't watched it yet because he literally just put it out like an hour before we started. Oh, uh, so I'll have to Good watch stuff. that probably in the morning, but check that out. I put a link on the magazine website or magazine page and the THN page. So if you're looking for it on Facebook, it is there to be found. Um, this was brought to you by uh, these, uh. The, uh, these people <laughs> right here. <laughs> Puget Sound Pythons, <laughs> episode 91. 
and we will see everyone later. THP is supposed I don't THP isn't gonna happen Thursday because I got some family wedding stuff happening. So I'm gonna see if Jake is gonna be down for Wednesday. I don't know what we're gonna do yet, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, awesome. just get on there and start talking. We'll listen. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. It was nice talking to you. Absolutely. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a good evening. Good morning. Good day. Bye. Whenever you're listening to this. Take care, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye.